0: listen to the black guy who tips podcast because rod and karen are hot and check it out now who is the cat eating out on the town make the whole dot of room turn their head around mr nigga 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 he got the speakers in the trunk with the bass on crunk who be riding on high rise elevator other tents who be praying other tenants who be praying they ain't never that they, they ain't the new neighbor mr <laughs> Nigger, Nigger, nigga they try to play him like a chump because he got what they want Hey, welcome to the Black Outters podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen.
1: Yes, Karen.
0: What's going on, my nigga?
1: Good, my nigga.
0: We are in the house on a Monday, Monday afternoon. Uh, yeah, uh, first time we ever done Walking Dead in 10 weeks. I mean, not Walking Dead. <laughs> Game of Thrones.
1: Right, it feels kind of weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. we're we gonna pick up a new show soon because the summer show is about to crank up. Mm-hmm. but yeah and i have to wait till next year to find out
0: shit i'm not happy we, i did do some some scouting last night on hbo to see if there was something else i would like to cover but i am gonna be honest with you guys not everything gets the dim treatment
2: Mm-mm. not
0: everything fits into the narrative no it doesn't and uh true detective a little too all over the place for me yeah, uh, yeah. i rewatched it and i did like understand more but it was a little too Little too much. Uh and it's only gonna last like whatever, eight weeks or six weeks, whatever that miniseries is. Okay. Uh I liked ballers a lot.
1: Yeah, I liked the first the first episode that was really, really good. It was fun.
0: Yeah, the only thing with ballers I think it's a little too short and I don't think you need to do all that analysing and shit like we do.
2: Right. With Walking Dead
0: and uh whatnot. And then Karen wouldn't even watch uh Brink. So
2: Mm-mm. she Mm-mm. refused. She
0: said something about too many white people don't look funny. So you know blame Karen for that one
1: I'm uh, um, sorry you can watch that one on your own son
0: yeah and then all my other shows have already started they're wrapping up you know I'm wrapping up Orphan Black I think I only have one more episode of that I recorded um uh Pity Dreadful has been going already for a few weeks so mm-hmm. I know that season doesn't last long so I think we're just gonna have to wait till the strain Woo-hoo! uh p- potentially to to do anything new um uh, so uh if Justin watches the strain then maybe we can do that
1: he does I remember
0: all right well no obviously i I didn't remember uh this is the blackout tips you can find us on itunes stitcher automatic just search the blackout tips will come up leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we'll read them on the show we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that uh thanks for all the comments everybody seemed to really enjoy my parents being on the show yesterday Mm -hmm. already getting comments and feedback and whatnot about that uh and uh of course um you know uh don't forget to go to the com and sign up for a premium people are doing that appreciate that that's what keeps us afloat mm-hmm. so it keeps us in business keeps us bringing you this high quality ratchetness um and uh what else was i gonna say um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball a bullet ball extreme um let's just get right into podcast stuff man mm-hmm. um I, I don't know, if maybe we should save it for the nerd-off, but we did go to Heroes Con yesterday. Yes! Karen was very excited. My um, first con. Now, for people that, because uh, I didn't say anything about it, I don't show anything, but I hurt my foot playing basketball Saturday.
1: Yeah. So
0: I wanted to go Saturday afternoon, mm. but I'm kind of glad we didn't go, because I hate crowds. Yeah,
1: Saturday would have been jumping.
0: Uh, apparently Stan Lee was out there, and they were having the oh, Stan Lee experience, which is like oh, $250, 500 just to go see that old yeah. man. Yeah, we- and uh I mean, and if you if you have your heart set on meeting them, I mean, pay the money because he doesn't look like
1: he gonna be around, gonna be around forever, too much longer. So know, yeah, so. he's probably worth the price of admission. But those people are in there in conjunction with the other people that didn't pay the ticket. So you probably wouldn't be able to move. It'd probably been jam packed.
0: Yeah. So I um fell not fell, but I was playing basketball and this kid's leg got underneath my leg, and I hit my back of my foot like my heel on the ground like full speed so it really hurt my foot so i had to limp around uh uh, heroes con but it kind of felt at home you know as a nerd because it felt like everybody was on equal footing you know everybody Mm -hmm. in there had some kind of limp you know yes they did you know like like everybody was some kind of outcast you know and uh that was pretty cool um there were people cosplaying yes we got a lot of pictures with them um, who do you think had the best costume karen
1: that's hard for me i think the uh the most uh it was a lot of unique ones but i like the um uh the black girl who uh had the um joker's uh sidekick
0: oh harley Quinn
1: yeah she was a black girl and she yeah. was really really unique um
0: and, yeah and- i i like um, the Vash the vastest stampede um joint that was that was cool you know I, I you know I wish they had more anime stuff out there because like it's a straight up comic book convention for the most part
2: yeah
0: <clears throat> so we didn't really we weren't really able to like
2: <clears throat>
0: see TV shows and movie stuff that much um I would have liked to see more stuff like that but that's at the bigger convention so maybe we'll go to a bigger one eventually but yeah um you know and then the other thing I realized is someone who loves comics I don't but I never really was a geek about collecting them. I don't have, like, the, oh, so-and-so is the best artist. This person drew that type of – so, like, to me, the all the rows of artists that are, like, drawing stuff for commission oh, and beautiful. signing stuff, I felt bad because I was just like, maybe you worked on my favorite book. Maybe you didn't. I'm just walking right by your ass. I have no idea. <laughs> and the way they set it up, is like they almost – it's almost like when – you walk into your favorite grocery store and the person with the bell is taking donations yeah so you just almost feel bad it's like i don't want to make eye contact but i kind of do because i want to know what you're working on but i don't really want to make eye contact because then you might say something awkward and then i got to tell you no i don't want to buy your shit and that was happening a lot where i was like telling people i didn't want to buy whatever they were selling which which sucks because you know people were selling stuff Mm
2: -hmm. but like
0: i'm you know as much as i enjoy nerd culture i'm still a grown-ass man to a certain extent (laughs) you know i'm not buying any any action figures you know like people like buy a randall cunningham action figure and all i could think is to do what with you know what i mean i don't have no display cases what i'm gonna play toys when i get home i'm Uh, gonna uh, uh. run my my, my my Optimus prime into randall cunningham uh come on man that's just a this is this is a horrible sales job
1: oh yeah he was bad and and even if it was your thing he did a bad job of doing the sale pitch
0: yeah yeah we ran into sir purr who if you're in charlotte is a local celebrity who Mm -hmm. um you may know from dressing up in panthers games and looking kind of like uh what are those troll dolls or whatever (laughs) yes uh you know cool dude you know um told him I was an eagles fan he was not abused yeah get you at all <laughs> yeah uh was not necessarily a big a big fan of that but um yeah well he was cool oh maybe he's not Sir Perth. Sir Perth is the actual He'll, mascot yeah he yeah i don't know what that dude's name is i don't but he's
1: he's like at every panthers game
0: yeah um and they
1: constantly show his face on tv
0: yeah he's i know he's like the panther super fan yeah as soon sure. as you put panther super fan sure. in google he comes up let me see if i can get um Get his picture in the chat room so yeah, some that's of y'all it right can know. So some of y'all can know. Well, yeah, we met him yesterday. Catman is what he, <laughs> what he calls himself. I guess that's what he got on his belt. Catman. Maybe he goes by Catman. Maybe. But, uh, he was a cool dude, but he tried to convince me to, to root for the Panthers, uh, to which I told him I'm an Eagles fan, dog. He said, well, as long as y'all beat the Cowboys, I said, well, that's a good compromise, brother. Uh, then I walked right by his Randall Cunningham action figure and kept going. Um, I did notice also, um, it was uh, a lot of food around there. Mm-hmm. Tons of food. But they make sure you're going to get fed if you're a nerd, man. And
1: not only that. Not a
0: lot of places to sit, a lot of places to eat.
1: Yes, because most, no, no, A, most people came there probably just to walk around. And then, um, the places to sit were, were outside, like, the actual convention place. You know, like, it was more of the first few places we came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more of where people kind of sat and rest cause it was outside of that zone. And also it was for three days and a lot of people bought like passes for like all those days. So they was like, Hey, you know, some people probably spent three, four, five, six hours there. They feel like you're going to be there that long. We have to give you something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Like I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I just noticed that it was a lot of food places. It was like, we know y'all nerds going to be eating. Um, yes. but, uh, yeah, we did that. That was fun uh yesterday we did um oh uh yesterday we did um what were you gonna say Karen go
1: ahead oh i about to say for me uh I found out that uh because I you know I know that I'm a nerd here we go uh <laughs> here we go
0: yeah we gotta go let's do it go ahead you gotta go through this Oh, I really am a nerd. I am uh, a few times a year. Go ahead.
1: Yes, yes. Do yes. you think? Do you think? I don't know. I have an awkward relationship with it, um, uh, because, and I, I think I have an awkward relationship with it, uh, because of just how I grew up and my definition of it, uh, because you know I'm not like, um, and I really shouldn't even compare myself to you guys. Uh, I guess I'm on my own type of nerd per se. Um, but it's one of things where I didn't grow up like you and Chris and some of you other guys where you got picked on, IG classes, pocket protectors, that type of thing. Um, but like I said, I have a real love-hate relationship with it. Um, and I didn't realize how much of a nerd I was until I got stressed out trying to pick fucking two pair (laughs) earrings yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was stressed. (laughs) I was so goddamn stressed. I got me some um uh Adventure Time. Adventure Time earrings. And I got some Finn Adventure Time earrings. And he had Adventure Time, he had Bleach, he had Naruto. <laughs> it was like I, and there was tons of earrings on display and it was they were $15. Then he had a nerve to hit me with the uh, get two pair, buy a pair free, and I thought, let me just get one pair, because I know if I give you this 30 dollars, I'll walk out here with three pairs of earrings and lose my motherfucking mind. I was like, one pair, please.
0: Yeah, um, and for the record, I've never worn a pocket protector in my life, so I don't even know where that came from. But, (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> what you see on TV. You know me my whole life, though. You know I. Oh, I know you no ain't want no fighter protector. I mess with you. Um, but uh, yeah. I, um, one of the things I did, and I was doing about a sword section. there was a guy selling swords. Let me tell you something, guys. They need to regulate these replica swords. Right. They have to regulate the shit. They had the Adventure Time sword, and I picked it up. That's. You listen that can kill somebody that, easily that it's not heavy it was so it was like it fucking i felt like i was out of final fantasy 7 Right, Stacks picking a, up that motherfucking big ass sword they had a
1: zelda sword
0: <laughs> yeah we took pictures and put it on our tumblr and and all this stuff Karen put them up so you know we took pictures of the ghostbuster car and uh darth vader and some stormtroopers and they let me hold a blaster and karen had a um lightsaber. had a lightsaber i mm-hmm. uh, also love that um just straight up as a nerd um i when she was like what would you like uh would you guys like props and karen was like yeah and she's having a lightsaber she was like you want to be good or bad and then she was like what about you and i said just give me a gun and she said a blaster would you like a blaster and i was like okay i know it's a blaster god damn nerd <laughs> <coughs> but yeah the sword section the sword section was ridiculous and the guy who was selling them like here's what's so dangerous about it right the sword i picked up was a vegeton sword it was 75 dollars, and i when i tell you guys it was big enough to it was huge like it wasn't just big it was heavy like it took some half to lift it and i just remember being like god damn i thought the shit was gonna be made out of something light where it's like too. obviously it's for display only Mm-mm. no this is for killing guys it really and, is and so i lifted it up and the and it was seventy five dollars and I was like, God damn. He was like, Yeah, you can you can handle it if you want to. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna put this back because it don't feel too safe. so Someone could get hurt. And then he goes, Yeah, man, it's, it's seventy five, but you know, I, I'm willing to let it go for sixty. You know, so. And I was like, So you can't even stick to the price? <laughs> you just trying to get these hot swords on the street? Yep. Anybody could die now and be in the paper tomorrow. Oh man, kills his wife with an Adventure Time sword. <laughs> that you know that's that on their way back home from heroes con yeah that was embarrassing man how you even gonna get out of there what's the point of having security in a place where i could walk up and quote-unquote try out swords right that ain't making fucking sense
1: right and you know what uh it was so serious that coca-cola was fucking giving away coke
0: yeah, they, they were giving away, away
1: coke like shots and what was i don't know if you caught this but it was hilarious is when we went a few booths over it was an old man yeah, complaining
0: <laughs> that they, they was giving Give away me. all that coca-cola he and was like they're gonna, try gonna try kill, kill everybody, everybody. yeah that old man was he, he was just saying that because he wanted to start a conversation karen okay um, <laughs> that's called gamesmanship he was trying oh, to bad. get you to laugh at his joke then when you laugh at the joke he's like oh check out my stuff i'm selling in my booth
2: that, <laughs> that was
0: that was the whole thing it was you know none of them niggas was slick
2: Um, but
0: i I, the thing for me is that while i do do some nerdy shit and i'm into some geek culture i don't think i'm that kind of nerd that really gets into comic books the way like i like reading and knowing the storylines but i don't like collecting the artwork um posters Uh, i'm not really into uh you know which artist drew what and who had the best run of daredevil and stuff like that so i i kind of felt like i was it was wasted on me a little bit because i feel like i would have enjoyed it more if um i had really paid more attention to who writes and draws my shit so next time you know i'll try to pay more attention this you know my goal is to pay more attention this upcoming year so when i do go you know i can go stand in line for people that whose work i do know you know i think i already um you know uh read a ton more comic books than the average person mm-hmm. but i just do not collect that data like i read oh, it no, and no. i don't like every once in a while someone stands to me where i'm like brian k vaughn motherfucker can write his ass off but i don't like i love certain comic books but i couldn't tell you who draws lazarus to save my life okay. like so i think i need to start doing a better job with that and if i do then i'll probably go back next year if i don't then i probably won't because you know my main thing is like i felt like i'm kind of wasting my time a little bit with um, people out there because it was just like I felt bad walking by these artists. So I'm like, maybe they worked on something. Or, I don't know.
1: Yes, you know, some people so. actually drawing some beautiful stuff. And then the dude with the uh, earring uh, display, uh, he had a bunch of like old school Nintendo stuff with like the cartridges. I was like, goddamn. Yeah, and um, he gave me his card, so I'll be buying some more earrings. I like that. I, I like them earrings.
0: Yeah, yeah, the earring dude was cool. Uh, maybe wonder if you can find that stuff That's the other thing. While I'm there, I just keep wondering like how much of this shit I'm gonna get home, find online later, and be like, God damn it, that wasn't fifty dollars. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they were selling all this stuff, and it was just like, you know, Voltron the toy five hundred dollars. I'm like, I wonder if I get home, go on eBay, and that shit's like twelve fifty. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, why did I even do that? You know what I mean? But a, like,
1: a, lot, a lot of it, honestly, is almost like the carnival. I don't mean a home. Like, yeah. you just go just to have a good time. And you know you're going to blow some money. You know, and right. you just have a good time. Because for me, I had a good time. We got to see the Scooby-Doo vehicle. We got to see the Ghostbuster vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that that oh, that oh, was so much. I got to stand beside um,
0: R2-D2. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, so uh yesterday you know because we're always working always grinding on something it was you know full day because in addition to going to Con, of course we had our regular show with my parents you know our annual you know father's day show but sister didn't get to do mother's day my mom surprise surprise guest boom she was on the show i mm-hmm. uh, had a good time with them introduced them to larceny uh liquor so i'm sure they'll be enjoying that bourbon uh at some point mm-hmm. it's smooth it's smooth they drink it, it straight um mm-hmm. and then can- huh
1: i know like, you know me i gotta
0: make sometimes the only way to deal with when you're gonna talk about a dude that shot up a black church you gotta just drink some some liquor straight karen
2: <laughs> right That gives gets
0: me through the day. uh and then, <laughs> and then also um we did some movie reviews for our premium people three new movie reviews we did spy uh we did inside out from pixar disney pixar and we also did jurassic world um and we had monica castillo on who people may remember from the cinema fix podcast she's been on the show a few times she's done movie reviews with us before uh she now is like uh the entertainment reporter for the international business times Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh she got the blue check mark and everything on twitter so uh mcasty movies is her twitter account so make sure y'all check that out um we've been doing guest appearances and stuff i was on the interracial john uh, last week, I was on Firestarter.
2: Mm-hmm. I was on
0: Chris's podcast on movie trailer reviews. Uh, and we did like a premium, like movie trailer reviews with them, mm-hmm. that I did with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're always grinding out here.
1: Yes, we are. I know it's been a few weeks, but I was on Gaming and Then Some.
0: Yep, Karen's on Gaming and Then Some. I put that post up already. Uh, also, more premium stuff coming this week. Got a couple interviews in the can just finished editing them today uh they should be released by the end of the week but uh, i got to interview mickey kendall who you guys might know as carnethea on twitter mm-hmm. really cool interview um and karen interviewed uh two greedy girls um which is this this first of all man you guys need to go subscribe to their youtube channel yes uh i feel like everybody should already be subscribed to oh, it they um, are everything it's so good man it's nikki and danielle and uh they're so funny and i'm telling you guys that little smacking good might be it it might be my favorite of all times that karen's ever done so you've you done some great ones but that one was just spectacular so yes
1: they they were so much fun because you literally was like go and they just went and yeah. we had a blast
0: yeah they're so funny man so uh make sure you check that out um like i said if you're premium it'll be out soon Mm -hmm. uh and you know like since we did all those movie reviews uh one of the things i do enjoy about going to the movies i don't know how many y'all pay attention to what theater you go to but sometimes we go to amc Mm -hmm. and i love the amc sassy black woman voice yes that they have before the before you you watch a movie, and
1: she's the only sassy black woman. Everybody else is very generic and very white, or European sounding.
0: Yeah, and it's like um, now I don't know if it's low key racist um, or what. I don't know like, if it's, it's a gonna, local
1: thing, it's just yeah. in this area. Where it's not. She might not be the national voice.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna, um, you know, not gonna argue, you know, anybody that doesn't like it, but. Um, she like she comes on and she tells you like to put away your phone yeah stuff like that uh like i don't even know what to put into google to find this uh what
1: is it? amc, AMC
0: Uh but but yeah she'll come in and be like don't nobody want to hear your phone you know whatever i'm just like yes. i'm already laughing or whatever Was like because it might get eaten by a bear or whatever i was like why is this so good. But yeah, it's like, you know, tell you not to text and like and nobody got time for that. You and know is that first video on top? Is it this one? No, I don't think so. Uh Minions versus Evil People? Nah, oh, no, it's no. definitely okay. not. Here. But um Yeah, man, I love the AMC like pre movie.
1: Voice or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I like like I said, sorry. I don't
0: maybe someone knows what I'm talking about. I don't even know if anybody else knows what we're talking about. Um uh but <laughs> But it's also funny, too, because uh, one of the things I, I like about it, too, is, like, Karen and I play this game. When it's over, we'll be, like, um... That look
2: like that might be Which it. one? This one? I think this is it. Okay.
0: Well, like, after it's done, we make up ad-libs that she didn't say. Right! Before the movie starts. Because it's only, like, you only get, like, ten seconds for the movie starts after these these clips. Uh, let see. What is this one? Oh, this is... 2013
1: now it's amazing or something like that amc amazing voice something like that she said i'm
0: looking for well i'm looking for a specific um one because i think this might be a collection of all of them yeah it says 2013 to present yeah. so let me see if i can find the one i here. don't know, if the, I, don't know if she I think this might be it
2: yeah
0: all right so the sound isn't the best but i'll try to uh I'll turn it up, Karen. Just, yeah, be quiet during this part, and then, um, we'll see, and I'll turn it up so people can hear it.
2: You might
3: think your cell phone is cute, but, honey, nobody else does. All the texts, tweets, and status updates, nobody needs that. So keep your phone on a tight leash. Because we're not responsible if a giant bear eats it. We just aren't. Thanks, everybody
0: yeah i don't know why but that every like as soon as it goes off every time i'm like mm-hmm, honey child. right that's what and i'm it, trying to tell you boo boo so
1: sassy and it's obvious it's a black woman so i don't know if that's just local to <laughs> this area or is she like the national voice of amc
0: yeah i don't know yeah i don't know what the rule is on that me like, either but I, I love supposed, her voice like i like i feel like i'm supposed to be offended that it's a sassy black woman voice but, but i don't know i enjoy it too much man i don't I don't even know if anybody ever even noticed that, but yeah, that, that sassy black woman is good. Um, alright, let's talk about news. We got some odds and ends here. I think we might even still have some, uh, uh new Rachel dolezal stuff. Cause you know, once you go historically. Mm-hmm, no, I'm not. That's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, once you go historically black collegiate university, you never go historically back collegiate university. So, <laughs> let's catch up on uh on rachel she's a by rachel girl yes she is by rachel By rachel uh apparently she got an offer for another porn company this time vivid entertainment
1: mm-hmm. everybody want that money
0: well you're moving on up because <laughs> uh first it was dog fart and i gotta say man, dog fart wow they put out a lot of work it ain't always very fetishy oh, a yeah. lot of racial stuff i mean might maybe it would have been up her alley but i feel like that would be a little too hot for her like it would really expose her for the fraud and sham that she is to go straight to like you know interracial uh you know um glory hole porn
1: oh yeah you know what that i might mean be a lot
0: porn where they talk about breeding you and shit like you know that really edgy racial stuff you know i don't think she wants to start any porn where the the male porn star does an intro like a rap album
1: yes sir. you know what i mean
0: like i don't think she needs to be in anything where wesley pipes is turning to the camera being like it's your boy you know what i mean Mm-mm,
1: no you don't want by,
0: by the way why is that on, uh, only a black thing all the porn i watched in my life i've never once seen a white dude chilling with the camera before the girl shows up talking into the camera like yo what's up man it's your boy so-and-so and i'm here it's, it's your boy dick nasty and what I- i'm trying to tell ah! y'all right now y'all fucking with the best they we get the, the no best girls soul. out here all right we about to get some hoes on this street like they never do that but Black porn stars, like, they always got to have, like, a fucking 30-minute intro. I don't give a fuck about. Before, like, you see titty number one, it's got to be like, it's your boy. I get the best entertainment. Johnny Depp. You know how we do. We not fucking around today, B. We only get the bestest girls. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I didn't want to have a personal relationship with you. I would like you to just start having sex on screen so we can just pretend that this awkward part where I have to know your name is over. Right. But no, we got to, you know, it's just a slayer. Slayer Entertainment, baby, for the 9-5 to the 2,000. You're like, come on, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not like <laughs> everybody has moved on. Everyone has moved on to this. Like, if white people are about their business maybe you know what maybe black porn stars show up on cp time so then it's like they gotta feel 15 minutes until the girl gets there so <laughs> i probably like, so. you know if you watch a lot of porn with black women maybe all your porn really is just on cp time and you don't know that right so they just start the camera rolling and they just start talking like yeah dog it's me B Pumper, a.k.a. Pumper Roddy, a.k.a. Pumper Valley, a.k.a. Flying Brian, and we about to get yeah. up in these guts.
1: And they they edit the part, they be like, it's a question here yet? Oh, right. And, you
0: know, that you don't hear that part of it. Right. Welcome to Freaks, Hoes and Flows, Volume 27, new shit, <laughs> for new mixtapes, styles, 704, <laughs> fine out. like, come on, man. <laughs> anyway so she uh resigned from her job as america's lar- uh, as leader of america's largest civil rights organization uh in spokane after international controversy over her race but she might not be unemployed for too long she's now been offered the chance to star in her own adult film by vivid entertainment vivid founder stephen hirsch who looks like a guy who founded a porn company i mean
2: oh lord that dude
0: has done so many like reality shows and stuff i think he was even a guy who knew that's uh loving hip-hop when mimi and uh nico go into uh, office and a guy signs a contract oh, with them. that dude that dude he's in oh, yeah my. yeah he's in everything so uh he told in touch magazine the company is keen to secure dollars Island's talent he would be very we would be very interested in distributing a new sex tape starring Rachel if she was on board with the project. Um we can arrange for her to la- to have her pick a top African the top African American male adult stars and collaborate with her on the content. The top African American stars though, really. So it's like we know you don't go. We know you won't go white, okay? We know you keep it so pro black that even your vagina is pro black. Okay, you cannot possibly ah because like if you
1: we could spray paint that too
0: like and for her like if it was a white dude would she count that as interracial or would she count that as not mm,
1: that's same same race
0: mm, maybe it'd be mm-hmm. um it would definitely be inner and if that doesn't sound enticing enough he said he'd be willing to offer a six-figure payday over a hundred thousand dollars but the offer seems to have an expiration date on it while dolezal is getting international attention right now he said she should act quickly as fame is fleeting yeah she's probably already over I feel like that Charleston shooting happened and then they just like, okay, we're sending the offer.
1: Right, yep, 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 yep. As soon as that shooting happened, she didn't matter no more. It's like, oh,
0: actual, actual, um, real people dying, (laughs) real black people. News happening. Okay, we gotta, we gotta stop giving this lady her 15 minutes of spotlight. I haven't seen her since um and i definitely didn't see her down there at any protest <clears throat> i
1: definitely didn't see no camera in her face talking about how your people you know how you feel about your people dying
0: yeah her and Chet hayes didn't step forward for the community you know what i mean uh vivid Entertainment is also responsible for the distribution of kim kardashian and courtney stone sex tape i don't remember courtney stone sex tape I, oh wait is that the um uh, the teen mom that did anal because if so then i have seen that I uh know. i don't know the offer, the offer follows reports that she once claimed her ex-husband forced her to make a homemade sex tape i feel like and this is one of those things where her she's making claims that there's sexual abuse in her family from her brother that she's making claims that there's um that her husband forced her to do a sex tape and i'm like because you built this foundation of fantastical lies right i'm just like well i guess you gotta go to court and prove it then mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you also said you were black so like that is a huge lie i have to like, you have to prove this shit to me like you know and i don't feel like it's slut shaming or something where people are like well you have sex with a lot of people so therefore you no. can be un- you unrapeable like no, no you just have a very bold history of big bold lies and now i'm like i don't know if i can even like go there with your accusations because you know you're so out of pocket um but yeah i haven't even seen her sex tape if this is floating out there i'm sure it'll be made available of course at some point um i don't even know what i like is her face gonna be brown and her body gonna be white like who the fuck what kind of sex tape is it gonna yeah, be you got the tanner well we they found out what color she is uh she's medium spray tan yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according She's to number 49 according to tmz mixture uh the, the, she uh is a frequent customer at spokane's palm beach tan what now they all now what's their excuse i know they all knew she was right i feel like a lot of people knew mm-hmm. she was right but it was just like not convenient to call her out
1: right this she, is she like probably, okay she probably got one of them stickers buy 10 get one free she got the discount
0: card coming in there with them braids and shit um yeah girl I gotta get my tan on yeah they probably
1: get mad because they gotta pull her, her hair out of their tanning booth
0: well i certainly don't stay out of the sand out of the sun they should be i certainly don't stay out of the booth
1: right i had to jump out of the artificial sun, honey
0: yeah so she gets spray tans to darken her skin blackface uh tmz source says dola's eye prefers medium shade of the mystic tan brand uh and she was clear that she does not present herself herself in blackface because she really went there with the experience guys Uh, She says, I have a huge issue with blackface. This is not some freak, birth of a nation, mockery, blackface performance. This is on a very real, connected level, how I had to go there with the experience, not just a visual representation, but with the experience. So she says, look, it's blackface. But it's very well connected to the black experience, blackface, alright?
1: Yeah, just because you can twerk don't mean you got the black experience, baby.
0: Uh, she also, uh, said that she is definitely not white. Um, and she, um, accused her parents of not being her parents. She said because she doesn't know.
1: What does the fucking birth certificate say?
0: It says that they're her parents, but that was a month after she was born, she says. And she said, uh,. Definitely do not can't say you know that I am black. I mean that I am white, and that you can't. I can't prove. I haven't done the DNA test to prove that they are my parents. So I could have had black parents.
1: They just abandoned you.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, as she had done that interview with uh, Melissa Harris Perry um where she asked her what does it mean to experience and live blackness and she says it means that i have really gone there with the experience in terms of being a mother with two black sons because it ain't yours right
1: because
0: uh you c- couldn't just be a white mom with two black sons
1: right it's a lot of white women that have black children and dead don't deny their race and don't deny their children races yeah
0: like that's not necessarily a thing ma'am Mm-mm.
1: like and a lot of mixed families like
0: just because you have kids of a certain race um doesn't mean you become that race yep you know just because you empathize with them um yeah so she said from a very young age i felt a spiritual visceral instinctual connection with black is beautiful just the black experience and wanting to celebrate that and i didn't know how to articulate that as a young child but that certainly was shut down i mean i was socially conditioned to not own that and to be living it in whatever biological identity was being thrust upon me and being narrated to me thrust the,
1: upon you she knew
0: the right words to say to get a black academic like mhp's mind thinking about well maybe it is a thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean but uh it's just buzzwords to me right um so uh yeah that was funny she lied about of course we talked about she lied about using brown crayons to draw herself and her parents was like nope
1: right everything about that bitch is a fucking fraud
0: Mm-hmm. and uh one of my favorite things on the internet uh <laughs> goldie taylor uh did a like an interview almost you know how the daily show would do an interview and then they like splice it in certain footage from like the person's real answers with the, like with the host, uh, like you know what I mean, like the host faces and stuff. Look at look at this.
4: Welcome to an extra special edition of BNR now. In recent days, she has captured national headlines. She sparked an uproar on social media. My next guest, who was raised in Lily White Montana, claims she is a black woman. Living in the wrong skin. So joining me now, I introduce you to the woman, the myth, Rachel Dolezal. Thank you for joining me, Rachel. It's good nice to see you, too. I see you've done a quite a number of interviews today. NBC, MSNBC, The Today Show, Nightly News, NBC Black. You are famous, girl. I just have to warn you, this ain't that. <laughs> Auntie Goldie's going to need to see some receipts. <laughs> and, and so let's just get right into our first question. Oh, Lord. Girl... Who was you playing with?
5: (laughs) And this goes back to a very early age with my self-identification with the black experience um, as a very young child. I see, I see, I understand. So on a scale of 1 to 10,
4: exactly how black are you?
5: Well, I I actually was talking to um, one of my sons yesterday and, and he said, Mom, racially, you're human. And culturally, you're black.
4: And so, I admit this one is tough, but can you recite the theme song from Good Times? Um. Well... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's a trick question. Nobody <laughs> can recite the theme song <laughs> from Good Times. And so, I, let me just get to my next question. Is this you, boo? I see fresh peaches that is aren't packed broke? in a can and syrup and didn't come from the grocery store. So, are you sure? You don't want to recant your
5: story.
0: She pulled out the picture of Rachel from when she was a white girl. Right. And she's
4: she's like, is this you? (laughs) It's
5: you. Identify as black.
4: Okay, so this one should be easy. I don't know what you came to do, but pray, eat, praise his holy name, or pick up my baby daddy's car. Okay, so maybe you missed that (laughs) one. Try this one. One more time. Ain't gonna let nobody. Okay, I'll give you some multiple choice. Ain't gonna let nobody. Steal my money. Steal my joy. Turn me around. Or jack my shine. Okay, so maybe you weren't a church-going girl. Let's try this. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some Luda. And beats up in it. Now, if you can just help me with this, this will end the mystery of TV land. Where is this man in <laughs> She held him a picture of Tommy from
5: Martin. <laughs> Where is this man in <laughs> Yeah, he actually approached me in North Idaho. And, um, you know, we just kind of... We connected on, a, again, a very um, intimate level. Last question, and this comes from my cousin, Mookie.
4: Is it really the sweetest for JJ in the Milky Way? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't necessarily think that's fair. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today. And that concludes another episode of Goldie Taylor Unscripted. We'd like to thank our not-quite-black guest, Rachel Dolezal, for joining us today. Thank you very
0: oh my god (laughs) i thought that was like the fucking funniest Uh, thing ever uh when i saw it the other day and um, this man work yeah i retweeted it he
1: ain't got no job
0: yeah i retweeted it and i was like oh my god this is uh amazing like i like i was like i am dead i like it was so funny i hit up goldie taylor on twitter like i am dead and uh she was like, that's high praise coming from you. And I was like, Goldie Taylor knows who I am. Right. You're you like more famous than you think you are. What in the world
1: is the world coming to? You know what, baby? I, you know what I think about you? I think that because you're so ratchet, you're like people's, I guess, secret ratchetness where they might not always come out and tell you. But a lot of people like got you in their timeline and shit. They might not retweet you they might just favorite
0: it and star your shit maybe man well she you Mm -hmm. know she started following me on twitter man so we go together now um so that was cool i've been following her for a while but oh my god i laughed so hard when i saw that i was like what oh uh, it it reminded me of like the show but that was good um did you know rachel dolezal wanted to boycott exodus for casting white actors as africans <laughs> <laughs> i feel like she went so hard because she was like i don't want anyone to blow my cover right it's like someone might walk up in here and fuck around and be like uh wait a minute i'm white you're white i can my white sense is tingling right you know let me see if i to date can
5: date and
0: let me see if i can find because i smell the swab in your hair woman Yes, in this interview she did
5: that. Um, there's so much. She maybe
0: right here. in the media
5: one. I mean, you have all right decades, here. We go. You know, 2.5 million years ago, human origins and and tracing bloodlines and the evolution of civilization and um, looking at Black African civilizations that are typically not mentioned mm-hmm. in you know as the first civilizations in the world's history. So, um, yeah, lots to do. Yeah, and then we have this really. I'll be really interested to hear how this is covered in the course when we talk about, um, you know, race relations today, Mm -hmm. the 21st century and how much they look like a regression really. I mean, you mentioned Obama and in a lot of ways it looks like the thirties or forties in the U S people have been mentioning the sixties, but really, even if you look at pop culture, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in the media one. I mean, you have white, you know, European actors playing, uh, you know, north african right (laughs) uh, historical figures like they were in the 30s and 40s um -hmm. all of that you're probably speaking to the exodus or the you know the new new exodus christian bale he (laughs) looks like he'd fit right in (laughs) right another charlton heston Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so yeah well, and that's and that's actually again something that's connected to curriculum. So, a lot of people might go to that film. Hopefully nobody goes to that film. It's might, you know, we need to boycott that film from my perspective because it's um miseducation, it's misrepresentation and it's highly offensive to the people that actually um, you know, were living during that time and also to people today. It's uh robbing and shredding um ancestry and history. So, but if people go to that um Without knowing, and again, just with the co- typical public education system, then you're gonna probably think that that's how it happened. Because yes, you know, Greece did invade Egypt at some point, so it must have been during that time, right? You know, <laughs> and, and all the darker skin people must be villains. That's pretty natural. I mean, we we accept that under mm-hmm. the white supremacy tradition, and you know, the lighter skin folks rule. Um, in our upper class and, and it's just, you know, it's really disturbing that this is still something, um, perpetrated, you know, for, especially with kids too, because they're, um, conditioning over their identity, race, gender, um, culture, just, you know, sexual orientation, everything is happening in a very vulnerable way. And so a movie like that is sheer propaganda. Mm-hmm yeah there's been a lot of kind of
0: yeah so that's highly ironic (laughs) Mm -hmm. so disrespectful to the people that
2: lived that life
0: (laughs) oh well um she was um found to have violated ethics ethics rules for her role um because she was also like working for the city council as the like this Ombudsman or something like that. what was it the let me see what it was uh she violated ethics rules while serving on the police oversight commission for the Spokane City council president said on uh Wednesday investigators hired by the city to probe a whistleblower campaign complaint determined that Dolazal had released the names of citizens who made complaints against police officers in violation of a confidentiality agreement she signed she also engaged in workplace harassment what the fuck
2: Uh, ah this
0: is y'all's hero right she putting she putting citizens lives in jeopardy y'all caping for her really um yeah uh i think i said she was she said she was in a sex tape uh where her former husband kevin moore uh she says forced her to participate in sex acts um so um so we'll see i'm surprised she hadn't sued him she sued howard right that's truth. um maybe she like that's when i was white can't be doing that to a white woman we had rights <laughs> uh rachel Dolezal says Caitlyn jenner's story resonated with her and reveals her own bisexuality mm. she just want to be she just want to be some of everything dog she just want she just wants some awesome that's sympathy
1: man right and now you're gonna have another group of people going bitch what are you talking
0: about yeah <laughs> i'm really bisexual like yeah you know um I can relate to that because I'm whatever you are too. Is She's like, is, is, he getting a lot of, is she getting a lot of sympathy for that? Because I'll be that too. I, I'm also trans.
3: Uh. Right, what about black we, bisexuals? We will begin this half hour with more from the woman at the center of the controversy over her race. Rachel Dolezal first broke her silence with Matt right here on today, sitting down for her first live interview. And a bit later on, I had the chance to sit down with her as well, and she elaborated more on her race, how she identifies, and her relationship with her parents.
5: Well, I definitely am not white. Nothing about being white describes who I am. I'm more black than I am white. That's the accurate answer from my truth. Do you feel you've been deceptive at all? I really feel like there have been moments of some level of creative nonfiction where...
3: What?
0: You mean so you've been lying? Right. I don't need to learn how to talk like this. Maybe that's the secret. I can get people to cape for me if I just so uh are you trying to say that uh you've mm-hmm. been you've been cheating on me i uh, I'm saying there has been some uh monogamy uh some monogamy uh, pauses
2: no. in the relationship mm-mm.
0: and that uh you You'll know maybe, like, maybe, you maybe can... there was some creative uh polygamy going on without <laughs> <her>
2: knowledge.
1: like <laughs> just in that <clears throat> white man's voice you ain't gonna last long
5: mm-hmm. i have um kind of had to explain or justify some of the timeline and logistics of my life in a way that made sense to others. You just said, I'm not white. I know I'm not white. Right. In
3: 2002, you filed a lawsuit against Howard University alleging discrimination on the basis of you being white in a predominantly black university.
5: Mm -hmm. How do you explain those two things? Right. Again, that is based on the perception of the individual who terminated my scholarship and teaching position, definitely that was an injustice. It's one of the few times that I actually have stood up for myself, and again, I, I didn't financially gain anything from that. In essence, that's mm-hmm. a lawsuit that says, I'm white,
3: and I'm being treated poorly because of it.
5: But is it? Or is it, or is it saying, I'm being treated as white? I'm being seen as white. The whole world.
0: Here's the thing. How the hell did Melissa Harris Perry say, that lawsuit was just about gender, and that's it, and then skip this question? This white um, woman This white woman is asking much better questions in this I'm interview. I'm so
1: glad I didn't see that MF, <coughs> um, Melissa Harris Perry thing. And, yes, this white woman is more intelligent than anybody else who's who's interviewed her because she's asking her real
0: shit that people want to know. Yeah, she's really just calling out on her shit. Like, right. uh, yeah, so, but you... And the thing is, if at any point you can opt into white privilege and sue Howard, I don't give a fuck that you lost. You tried to sue by being like, I'm white, this shouldn't be happening to me. That is not blackness. Cause I don't, no one else gets to do that that is black. Like, I, I'm gonna be white for a little bit, uh, and uh, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'll roll back to blackness.
3: Has now seen pictures of you as a little girl, as a right. young woman. You look very different than you look right now.
5: Right. Have you changed your physical appearance? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, definitely. I've experimented with my hair since living in Mississippi, really. Have you changed your skin color? I have not taken any melanin shots. I haven't had surgeries or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I'll, you know, maybe like some days if, you know, I might, if I have spray, you know, like, bronzer or whatever you yeah, glow what we Rachel's eye
0: spray on bronzers and glow blackface. identity Wine. was revealed
3: worldwide by her parents who she claims have been unsupportive and even abusive toward her and her siblings they have denied any physical abuse and I know you've claimed that among other things they punished you and your siblings with whips whips that you compared to those used during the time of slavery
5: is that what happened Baboon whips in South Africa were used, um, and in fact, yeah. by your parents. Yes, and there are scars on the bodies of at least two, if not three or four. I don't know. I don't know about the other two of the siblings. But just to be clear, because I, I read a prior interview,
3: you're not alleging that you were physically
5: abused
3: in South Africa.
5: No, I no, no.
3: And you've never been to South Africa. No. Okay. Yeah, because there are prior
5: statements in which you said you had been. No, get her, get her, get her, cook, get her. Right. And that is and that is definitely a misrepresentation that I will own. I have never been to South Africa, and yeah, a
0: misrepresentation that I will own. That is definitely a lot that I just got caught in, and uh, I will have to go with that because I answered your previous statement first when I probably should have seen this coming
5: right whips. but i was physically abused there was another claim that
3: you told a reporter you were born in a tp <laughs>
5: right is that true i was not born in a tp um that i
0: i said we ran out of tp and you know and what and i had to walk across the hall to the closet to get some more toilet paper
5: it
1: would you know what it wouldn't surprise me if this white woman was like i'm a white woman
0: i am offended <laughs> Mm -hmm. like she 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 tired of the bullshit i just like that she just was like you're full of shit Mm -hmm. like that's the thing that i kept saying because people were like well it's so hard to get an exclusive interview i mean what once you get one you know you have to i was like no because you know what an interview is also an opportunity for for you to have integrity so while you don't have to be belligerent i don't feel like this woman's being belligerent she's not she's not not calling her out her name she's she's never called her a straight up liar or anything She's just asking her about the inconsistencies in her story. And here's the thing. She's already there. The cameras are already rolling. Mm-hmm. Even if she got up and walked the fuck off the set, you still roll this footage and you go, look at this motherfucker. Yes, do, we baby. asked her a couple of tough questions and she walked off the goddamn set. You be the judge, America. You know what I mean? It's not tough. Like everyone made it seem like it was a high wire act to ask this woman some pretty obvious questions about holes in her story.
3: No, I actually don't know where I was born. A lot of people have made comparisons to the transgender community mm-hmm. and how you can feel one way inside, and your physical body may not match that.
5: Right. Do you consider this to be something like that? I hadn't necessarily thought of it like that, but just yesterday I finally had a chance to read Caitlyn Jenner's um, piece, you know, in in the magazine, and really just, um, and I cried. I cried because. I resonated with some of the themes of isolation, of being misunderstood, to not know if you have a conversation with somebody, will that relationship then end because they have seen you as one way? And I've even in um, dating relationships, (laughs) one of the things, you know, and I'm bisexual, and so, you know, I've dated men and women, and I will intentionally ask like so do you do you just date light-skinned women do you are you into you know what's your spectrum do you feel like a little bit she was like bitch i'm
0: not amused by your tears right she's like maybe that's the key is maybe other white women are immune to white women tears right she was like
1: "Mm -mm, i don't care nothing about your tears honey don't
5: mess up your
3: bronzer (laughs)
5: prestige by all this no for sure yeah definitely
3: We should add Dolajal's parents deny all of Rachel's abuse claims. And by the way, her 2002 lawsuit against Howard University was dismissed by an appellate court.
6: There's a lot in there. (laughs) I don't even know where to go with uh, most of that. It's like everything she says, she drops another little morsel that takes you in a different direction.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to Yeah, It's called
0: lying, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) it's like everything she says cannot be confirmed. (laughs) Cause it's made mm-hmm. up. Um, she was
1: like, I got the same white woman powers. Mm-mm, I'm immune.
0: All right. That's not so, my
1: kryptonite. Answer the question.
0: <laughs> there is more Charleston news as well. You know, can't stop, won't stop. Um, Regal Cinemas had to fire a woman at Hailey DeBona
2: mm-hmm. after she
0: blamed minorities for the Charleston shooting. <laughs> there really Uh, there really is no better feeling than a racist person losing their job i think i actually have racist person losing their job as a playlist on spotify somewhere you probably do let me matter of fact let me see if i can find it real quick because i'm pretty sure uh yeah i'm pretty sure i got it somewhere i know it's got um got a couple it's got like big payback on it uh which is uh you know that hold on matter of fact let me just play that um uh where is that oh yeah the payback Get back. Yeah, yeah. I got races losing his job. Races getting fired. That's my playlist on <laughs> Spotify. Get fired. Mm-hmm. Got cool in the game. Celebration. Ha <laughs> ha! Up, man, being petty is underrated. I'm trying to tell you guys, you gotta try it. You've never been petty? Go ahead and step up. Forgiveness is overrated. Oh, who else you got on your list? On, uh on, I got Lauren Hill. Lost ones, cause just lost that job. Yeah. It's funny, it's funny how, how money change changes situations. Uh, Miscommunication leads to lead the the conversation. My emancipation don't to I was on the humble, you on the PlayStation. Zomwan play young love, run like she dumb. But remember, not to game. New, New under, under the sun. sun. Everything you did has it's already been done. I know all the tricks from, from to the sun. So yeah, uh, I got uh, "Take This Job and Shove It" by Johnny Paycheck. Yeah. I got, I got uh, "Why Don't You Get a Job" by the Offspring.
2: Oh, let me hear that one. I ain't never heard that one.
0: Oh, uh, all right. I'll in the rock. My friend's
2: group. got a girlfriend, man, he hates that bitch. He tells me every day. He says, man, I really got to lose my chick in the worst, worst kind of way. way. Anyway, uh-huh. no way, yeah, no, no way, way. I to you get, get a job What's some other
0: folks? I like this list Uh Of course I got where the party at You know, Jagged Edge and, and Nelly yeah, You're a Come racist person to get fired Just are like, on. hey ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. Lost that job, didn't you? Hey
0: where the party at Shout out to Regal
1: Where you can't afford oh 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 oh
2: oh oh And you can't cover that charge
0: So yeah I got that on there Of course happy Cause I do be happy when I hear you lost your job I sound cool, you know what am to say
2: Sometimes me away. Away. I am the moon that could go to With the air, I
0: don't care if of the way,
2: Because I'm happy
0: Cause
1: I'm happy if you feel like happiness is
0: the truth. You done lost that job. Alright, alright. Um so anyway, she was on Twitter. Uh apparently she's a Twitter troll.
2: Mm-hmm. She went on a
0: a disgusting rant in the wake of Charleston, South Carolina terrorist attack. Love people like this. Um She said, "White girls make it hard for minorities." You wonder why this continues? Statements like those don't complain about being a minority and say whites are a problem when your ancestors choose to come here, chose to come here, knowing they would be a minority.
1: Oh, and they said she lost her job on her day out. What is this Friday?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, she's still in boxes. Half of minorities might as well have. You should feel bad for being white, tattooed on their foreheads if you are a minority and don't like it go back to what freedom is and then she put her own name holly debona yeah. <clears throat> then she tried to back, back- pet she sparked uh, uh outrage my job has nothing to do with my twitter because people start being like uh wait is this your picture working at regal she had her fucking work outfit on in the picture wow she says i work at hooters too if you want to act them
1: they probably did
0: so twitter found out and they said uh found a picture of her and said jamming out in the box office <laughs> <laughs> and then they said at regal movies you must accept and tolerate employees like Holly debona at holly lowly hashtag racist hashtag disgusted pick and they put a picture um uh, <clears throat> and she works in the las vegas area according to her twitter detectives Holly DeBona, Devo- De Las Vegas, Nevada, Regal Entertainment Group. Gotcha, bitch. Oh, Lord. That was Lee Bebe. <laughs> black Twitter says be on it. At Hooters, at Holly Lowly, Holly DeBona claims to work for you guys. Are these the kind of employees you hire? Right, because, you know, black people
1: actually go to these establishments,
0: <laughs> dog. Mm-hmm. She, tried she deleted the picture by now. Right. At work but it was too late nigga right you can't be saying shit like
1: that and and, and we openly can go to these places come on dawg
0: mm-hmm. twitter CSI was already on the case dog. you tried to try to pull it back at the last second uh she says uh matt oh matt oh oh matt one says at regal movies at hot hooters y'all really need to fire holly the bonus spouting extremely offensive and racist things all over seems proud of it are you and an update regal cinemas <laughs> replied thank you everyone for bringing our and unfortunate situation to our attention we do not support a condone this behavior in any way shape or form um mm-hmm. so you know once you get that official tweet from the from the actual brand on the timeline you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh. i know her heart jumped in her chest mm-hmm. you know i'm mean, not she was like oh that's my job you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so hold on, I'm just waiting for page two to load as always, getting kinda of slow about this time. Um of the show. Um, but yeah, I'll, you know, right about that time though. Because was- I'm happy if you feel like
2: that's what you wanna do.
1: But back here, bitch. Why.
2: Because I'm happy. Drop <laughs> alone if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy. Drop alone if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy. Drop alone if you know what happiness is to you. Because I'm happy. Drop alone
0: if you feel like that's what you want to do. Alright, so she, they go on to say, um, uh, oh, Regal put out a press release on the matter. Oh, you know, it's, I, when, when, when the PR people get a hold of it, you in trouble. They whole yeah. job is
1: to clean shit up.
0: Yeah, um, so some oddness occurred after they ran the story. Uh, word ran rapid around Twitter and Holly, being the class person she is, issued a fake text message claiming to be from a Regal cinema GM, stating she had not, <gasps> that she had not been let go. But in the immortal words of Maury Povich, that, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Regal's act, Regal Cinema actually did put out a press release. I got, uh, I hate when this going to slow like this, but give me a second. Um, that, that did say that she did indeed get fired. So, uh, yeah, play too much, man. You get caught out here playing, you know, playing with your $7.50 50 cent an hour, hour, hour job. job. Like,
2: yeah, you working. We already
0: talk all the time about how, you know, employees in that situation get fired for shit that they didn't even do wrong
1: I ain't that. definitely don't
0: want to be playing on the internet being racist I ain't
1: that
0: You're in your goddamn
1: uniform
0: yeah um so she got caught out there playing on the internet being racist regal said the individual does not represent the regal entertainment group her comments are offensive and she is engaged in behavior that violates everything which regal regal stands for no representative from regal has in any way consented or acknowledged her on the continuation of her employed, employment employment the alleged text from her gm is false rest assured that no regal entertainment group guests regardless of which regal you frequent will ever need to worry about any individual being employed by regal that engages in such conduct
1: right because they like niggas spend money too they spend a lot of money so no thank you ma'am oh and speaking about that mm-hmm. uh i had got a call and i didn't know who it was coming from and i didn't answer it so i went back mm-hmm. i played the voicemail it was chipotle the lady from chipotle called me
0: now who now was it the lady that w- that we saw harassed that? No, person? no, no,
1: their representative from okay. Chipotle gave me a telephone call and was like, "Can you call us back and let us know more information So I called her back and i well I happily let her know what happened mm. and i and i and i, and I was basically- and i was basically told her i said, hey, I said, I'm just letting you know that if we seen that, there were people in the restaurant to seen that, and I told her I said, and I understand the employees made mistakes. Because I told him i said the employees a little heavy headed with the food right. and I say and I say, and I understand that, um, things happen. I say, but in front of the customer was, was not the proper place. And, um, she asked me her name and stuff. I said, I, I told her I didn't remember her name, but, but I bit my bottom die. I see that bitch again. I'm right. I'm going to remember her name and I'm going to call her back and give that woman her particular name because it is not a game.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's also, in addition to just being a good company, because you don't want shit like this happening in front of your, customers
1: nope and i've been that employee so no, sir
0: so so just in addition to being a good company it's also good pr to be like we got this motherfucker up out of here yep you know when someone does something it spreads virally and is making your company look bad on twitter bye
1: right right and and when i talked to the lady she says well i thank you for calling me and letting me know she says i'm going to be sure that we have a meeting with everybody on our teams to let them know that we will not tolerate this and i will be sure to get this to the Charlotte shallow areas to let them know that this is not appropriate behavior i said thank you very much. she didn't have to give me nothing i said thank you very much ma'am for hearing me out and uh listening to uh my concerns as a customer
0: yep um so that was you know good got up out of here um, of course, there's more serious news or whatever. Um, let's see. Um, wait, hold on. Why did the tag change? Go back to Charleston. There we go. Um, blah, 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 blah. all right. Um, Bertha Lawyer justifies Charleston shooter. Said Obama made racists believe blacks have, quote unquote, taken over the country. <laughs> Conservative act, a conservative activist blames President Barack Obama, who he believes is ineligible to sit in the Oval Office for the shooting deaths of nine black worshipers by a white supremacist in South Carolina church. Here's the thing, and I pointed this out yesterday, and I will continue to point it out. Sounds like some shit that could have been in that manifesto to me. And yet this dude is a person that prominently represents the Tea Party, birthers, like a huge constituency in this nation, that challenges the challenges the legitimacy of our black president larry clayman who uh filed lawsuits and organized rallies intended to drive the president from office accused obama and other prominent blacks of creating the atmosphere of anger that provoked racist attacks against blacks can you believe it's 2015 obama former attorney general eric holder and, his, and their enablers like al sharpton and they hate al sharpton you know what i actually like al sharpton because racist people hate him so much me too i don't even care Mm -mm. what people say like um and well actually we'll get to that later but like certain shit happens and i'm just like i'm not shitting on al sharpton i don't even give a fuck right because racist people hate that dude so much i'll fucking be in the back with two pom-poms like Nope, he good. Right. I hope he show up again, make you mad again. You know, they and and I like I I kind of hate being right about certain shit, but I'm a very cynical person. You know, they started a hashtag telling Deray to go back home. Go home Deray. And it was trending in the US. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah, because he went to Charleston, and he went to South Carolina, you know. And that and I said a long time ago when they were talking about the beef between the newer activists and like the Al Sharpton and stuff like that. And I remember being like, I'm not picking a side and I'm not shitting on anybody involved because if they continue to fight, one day they will be treated the same way as Al Sharpton where they will be seen as the problem when white supremacy and racism is the problem. They didn't do anything wrong to go down there and try to help. You know what I mean? Now Al Sharpton has monetized that shit, but that's kind of what survival is in that business. Like if you don't find a way to monetize it, you're not going to be able to be very effective or do it very long. Um, you know, but you're going to need some organization behind you. You're going to need some muscle behind you. You're going to need some connections behind you. Um, and one day the guys on the outside will be on the inside. If they gain power and access, and I will have to affect change from inside. And I feel like that's kind of where Sharpton is right now. He's an insider. But the people on the outside, they're going to have issues with the way he does things. He's going to have issues with the way they do things. What I won't do is participate in shitting on anybody involved because – they're still trying to do good work you know and
1: at the end of the day that's all that matters uh al Sharpton is the lebron james of racism and i support lebron james because he make the races mad so i support al Sharpton because he makes you mad my question is why does he make you mad why does his presence right. bother you so it's, it's,
0: much it's pavlovian every time a white person hears and there's liberal white people that will claim to be liberal and white and they hate al shopton every time a white person hears the name al sharpton white people have fucked up right and they just get tired of hearing about how they fucked up and they just think to themselves oh no fuck him you know it's kind of like uh how men treat gloria are who um is an attorney who represents uh, a lot of times women that are Mm -hmm. in fucked up situations now sometimes it's fucked up and sometimes it's it's not. not right but like when she represents like half of the cosby accusers i don't go fuck gloria already i go yep. well you know what she got a point right you know what i mean it's not like i go well he must not have did it i i think to myself i hate hearing gloria's all his name because it means men have fucked up again it's pretty much her job is niggas fucking up you know tiger was cheating here come gloria you know but um yeah people treat al sharp in the same way and it's pavlovian man and you need to examine yourself because what is he really doing or saying that's so fucking controversial or revolutionary other than now. hey this is racist and then he goes back to work at you know msnbc or wherever mm-hmm. um but yeah he says uh people like al sharpton and president obama and eric holder have become what they accused george w bush of being a recruiting tool for terrorists thanks to this invasion of iraq uh claiming who warned americans were ruled quote unquote by a president that bows down to allah uh said that obama had incited white supremacists to carry out violence because you know remember the peaceful days of white supremacy guys remember those when white supremacists were content to sit at home and not bomb churches neighborhoods hang people shoot people get away with it in court remember those old the good old days of white, of white supremacists that just used to let us slide Obama and companies biased actions against whites, Christians, and Jews have ironically served to draw neo-Nazis and sick Klansmen out of their caves and have emboldened them to try to justify criminal acts. People like Dylan Roof claiming said, indeed, Roof was quoted as saying that he struck because blacks had taken over the country.
1: 13% of the population.
0: The Judicial Watch founder has repeatedly accused Obama who who he believes was not born in the united states and his fellow travelers of trying to implement marxist policies after legally assuming power yeah um what but here's the thing though Ken, what's so different about his idea of blacks taking over the country than the tea party saying president obama's a dictator right
1: right and the, and the thing about it is it's like sometimes it's like do y'all even know what these words actually mean are you just saying shit shit that just don't make no sense and the thing about it everybody that's a republican is not racist but most races are republicans
2: mm-hmm. that
1: are very vocal about it and that's the fucking frustrating part
0: yeah there's a lot of republicans that don't say nigger so it's not racist a lot of liberals that don't say nigger so they're not racist but they're racist they have been inciting one group against another group race against race class against class bitch it's already been that way our For entire years. lives our entire lives it has already been that way just because you can retreat the white privilege and not have to worry about it does not mean it's not happening ain't that the truth you know um he justified the charleston terror suspect's actions even as he dismissed the 21 year old as a racist as racists like dylan roof uh watch on the news two police officers being executed by a black man in retaliation for the events in ferguson and rioting by blacks what effect do we expect on society when those who burn down their own neighborhoods are not arrested what signal does that send to the sick unbalanced minds of people like dylan rue first of all those people did get arrested second of all what started that (laughs) right why do we keep skipping over the execution of black people in the streets that aren't doing anything that no they don't deserve a public execution an immediate Mm -hmm. death sentence but we skip right over that right because black people aren't supposed to have any anger we're not supposed to ever feel retaliation we're not ever supposed mm-hmm. to feel upset we're supposed to oh, be no. superhuman in our capacity to forgive right you know this is why i you know like i said i don't advocate that someone right but sometimes you gotta ride ain't that the truth you know and i'll never take that shit back because because i expect people to be human
2: you right. know
0: there's no level of behavior that we can have that will stop this shit you know sometimes the only thing that we do have left the only tool you do have left is to destroy some shit so people will go whoa 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 we treat them with respect this country was founded on destruction this country (laughs) was founded on violence and sometimes that's what you have to perpetrate in order to be understood apparently right you know it's fucking sad but even you know even the 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 positive things that come out of this country are from violence Mm -hmm. you know the civil rights movement is a violent movement not because martin luther king was beating anybody up but because people were watching them get beat the fuck up by police the violence was from the state you know like i don't like
2: yeah, these people if you
0: don't have a stomach for it then you know shut the fuck up and change the channel um anyway uh south carolina governor said it's time to move the confederate flag What down street and around the corner governor nikki haley addressed the full church during the prayer vigil at, at morris brown AME ch- uh, church for the victims yeah here's the thing um uh nine people died for that once again violence is what got this done right and and it's not like it's moving it's just her announcing that it's time which means it still gotta go to a vote which means it probably won't happen right because by the time you have a vote the first of all people aren't that empathetic right now as is okay mm-hmm. just tell you straight up just from the coverage of this you can tell people aren't empathetic and they, they don't, don't care. care um second of all by the time this shit takes place everybody will have moved on Mm. it's kind of like when you try to pass gun legislation even after saying in the wake of sandy hook if you try to pass anything within a month or two it's gone the momentum is done no one will be as upset six months from now or however long it takes to put this to a vote, as they are in the moment. And in the moment, it still, in my opinion, still might not pass because I feel like there's a silence that is very, like, I'm from the South. We, we are 10 minutes from South Carolina, y'all. We know South Carolinians. We know <laughs> truth. how they feel about this fucking flag. While people are burning the flag and making a statement, trust me, in their heart of hearts, the white people that covet that flag are just as rebellious uh, in the opposite way. Mm-hmm. They are just... like It is furthering their resolve to hold on to, to that flag. fucking flag. It's amazing to see. There's no level of shame mm-hmm. that they will ever have about it. There's no level of uh, common sense, decency, and humanity that they will ever have over that flag. Right. They are just bigoted and in denial about it. You know, they can't even admit what the flag represents out loud but that's what it represents
1: right to me that flag represents niggas stay in your place and don't forget we are always here we want you to continue to stay in fear we want you to continue to run we want you to continue to hide we want you to know there's no place safe for you we on the internet anywhere you can go we are there
0: like from the white mentality i'll tell you what it means If does like i don't think it's even for some people it does mean exactly what you said Mm -hmm. for the vast majority of these people about this flag you know what it really means and this is the scariest part to me you won't tell me what to do
2: that's all
0: that's all it means it's like the people that get upset about the when you say hey they should change the name of the redskins to something pc or more acceptable because this is a racist name people have no real reason Why you can't just change the name of a fucking fictional football team. Right. You could easily do that, except you're not going to tell me what to do, which is so dangerous in this country. It's honestly scarier than someone who knows they're racist. Mm -hmm. It's scarier because there's a part that that is a person that will tell you I'm not racist. But when you tell them what the flag represents to you, they just don't want to be told what to do they're so like the empathy you can watch it go out of their face when you talk about it mm-hmm. they just don't care you know and when you start educating them on it they just like they've created their own fictional facts like their own little la la land where this shit is just completely non-sequitur to the motherfucking truth like uh yeah I, you know the flag just represents you know heritage You're like heritage of what motherfucker right heritage to who right whose heritage doesn't represent my heritage Right. Why, why should i be proud of this fucking flag tell me that right am i not am i not uh, an american and am I, am I not from the south so she says by removing a symbol that divides us we can move forward as a state in harmony and, and honor the non-blessed souls who are now in heaven she said referencing the three men and six women gunned down at the church last wednesday we are not going to allow this symbol to divide us any longer said the government the governor surrounded by black people um uh she says uh the flag remains a symbol of respect and integrity to some while reminding others of brutally brutally oppressive of a brutally oppressive past so even in her statement she still was kind of hedging her bets right
1: right and uh, she, like you said she knows that this shit is not gonna pass so all this is just uh coming up front and putting on something fake and i and, and my mama told me this story and i never uh really understood it until i got older uh, when i was, you know how children you go out to eat you do things with children and children are children so children just get up and they run around and shit like that mm-hmm. and my mama was saying that one time they had went out to eat and they had actually seen people with uh the confederate fag like on hats and coats and shit like that but you a kid you're oblivious to that my mama was like she had to come and get me because she was like i did not want you to bump into them and we have motherfucking problems
0: and um germany they don't allow the drivers to fly the swastikas anymore so white supremacists sometimes rock the Confederate flag. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, it's a symbol of respect and integrity. Is that what she said? Some bullshit like that? Um though There's other officials, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, who told CNN on Monday they, too, would support the flag's removal. Graham was criticized on Friday for saying the flag is part of who we are. The problems we're having in South Carolina and around the world aren't because of a symbol, but because of what's in people's hearts. Yeah, which is... The symbol is backed, backing what's in their hearts, though. The symbol is saying, We are also on your side. We will hold on to our racist past as hard as we can. Moments after she spoke, members of the South Carolina Legislative Black Caucus introduced a resolution that will start a debate on removal for the Confederate battle flag for the State House grounds. Yeah, like you said, Kara, who knows where they're going to move it because it was moved from the Capitol building to the right. State House, right. which right. is closer we- to the road. And they, and it was like a tongue-in-cheek, like, ha, 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 we got you, niggers. We moved it. You made us move it, but, but we moved it even to a more disrespectful place. So fuck you.
1: Right. And so you're not saying take the motherfucker down. So when you say move, move it to where? Like, where are we moving it to? What are you going to put on a fucking billboard over the Capitol? Like, it's going to go. It wouldn't surprise me if it went somewhere more visible now. hmm just because people are complaining, well, you didn't want it there, and you didn't want it there, so we'll just move it somewhere else. The motherfucker needs to come fucking down. It needs mm. to come down.
0: Um. Yeah, and I mean, this kid was proud of this flag. It was everywhere. This, the Rhodesian flag, the South African flag, but what? But you can't see the sim- symbolism in all three of those things. It's the thing that's similar in his mind, and in yours too. You know, it's just sad that people want to hold on to it that fucking bad. Mm-hmm. You didn't even win the war. Like, what the fuck are you excited about? Um, Dylan Roof is said to have attempted suicide after the shooting. Supposedly he put the gun to his head, pulled the trigger, and it clicked. And nothing happened. Too bad. Uh, Dylan Roof's friends, uh, he, he had black friends and he had the N word pass so he was allowed to say nigga to his black friends
2: because
0: mm-hmm. they're so millennial guys racism and thing of the past even when yeah. i'm talking to a racist
2: post-racial
0: yeah we're so Ooh. post-racial we're so post-racial guys white women can be black now and everything is cool mm-hmm. um yeah he uh told police i wanted to start a race war friends described him as kind of quiet uh kids with the friend kid a kind of quiet kid with friends of all races who routinely made racist jokes and slurs about his black boys and according to his, the friends the blacks did not object to his language the blacks allowed him to say the n-word dylan roof had what well, he called in the black community a pass. he had the clout to use the n-word a la chet hayes yeah beware of those motherfuckers you know people that like i don't even trust black people that don't check white people when they call them the n-word and shit like i just like i'm sorry it's not my thing like you gotta have some mutual respect for each other because that shit never flows both ways
1: oh no Mm-mm. no no why would it
0: unfortunately these black schoolmates had no idea he secretly worshipped apartheid era south africa and Rhodesia, two of the most racist brutal regimes in the 20th century they were on par with king leopold's congo still are these black students partially to blame for what happened at the church uh so will dylan uh while dylan was greeting them with what up my nigga He was also harboring resentments towards them, evident in his statements that blacks were raping their women and taking over the country. Another friend said that Dylan wanted to do something big like Trayvon Martin.
1: And my my thing is this, Um, wouldn't you be fearful that he could have killed you too? Life. no because these
0: motherfuckers are stupid karen that's the thing you think oh god they okay. think that they think that they're that they're cool like we're so cool you can call me a nigger mm-hmm. that's how cool we are you know i've talked to black people like that where it's just like that's that's not that's not a level of friendship dude no
4: that's
7: but not if he, so, when he was here he
0: would just yeah right here Sure. i'll give you y'all. i'll show you <laughs> the and like <laughs> they're interviewing his this friend
4: he would just
0: crash out. Yeah, just like
4: that. What's your reaction to the news about Dylan? Like,
7: that he actually did everything he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel no different today than I felt about him before he did this. But like I said, who's to say Dylan was in his right mind? Nobody knows what anybody goes through.
4: Was Dylan ignorant? Was he racist?
7: No. Like, everybody's making him out to be racist, but here I am in front of you today as a black man and telling you i look at him no different today than what I looked at him last week. Because he never never said anything racist to me, never treated me any different than he treated Justin.
4: You said at the beginning of the interview that at one point he might have said something, but you didn't remember it. What did you mean by that? Like, he, uh,
7: like he told us that he was not, that church wasn't his primary target at all. That's why my heart goes out to those nine families because you guys weren't the targets.
4: What does that mean?
7: He wanted to shoot that school up, UCA, University of Charleston. It's three miles up the street from that church.
4: He he told you yeah, he, he wanted like, to attack
7: the school? The yeah, he had no he had no intentions on harming those people can in that Can church. you
4: just tell me about, more about when he told you this? We
7: are on our way to the river. It was on a Wednesday because we dropped them off at the uh, lake. So he was like, he's going to shoot the school up. And I was like, what? And he just stopped talking about it. He never said anything else about it. He was just like, "They all got seven days to live." Who knows? Like, who? How many friends do you have that's killed nine people within this week? So, how do you take it serious?
4: As close as possible. Can you remember what words he used to say? What he said
7: that in, I'm gonna shoot that I want to shoot the uni, I'm gonna shoot the university up, and they all got seven days to live. And that Wednesday, and on Wednesday, he did it. He shot that church up.
4: Did he give you a reason as to why he said he might Mm -mm. want to do that?
7: No reason. I just think it all. I think it's all boils down to his childhood. Him and his parents aren't on good terms. Like I said, without the support of your parents, you'll do things that you wouldn't think you do.
4: When he mentioned the school, did he have a a grudge against the school in the past or anything like that?
7: I don't even know if he knew anybody at the school. Like he, he had, he had no grudge. He wasn't an angry person.
4: And he never mentioned the church before either.
7: Never. Like, I've never heard him say anything racist. I've never heard him say anything about hurting black people, and specifically black people only.
0: Man, I just want, like, his mama to come out the back to that garage and smack the shit out of him. Why are you going to be that fucking stupid? <laughs> oh, man. Um and Of course... <laughs> You know, instead, this boils down to a debate about who can use the n word because that's and
1: right. and and what and, it's really about. And the thing is,
0: oh. <laughs> ah! all right. So, oh,
1: I'm 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 very frustrated uh, by just that whole interview you just played. Mm-hmm. Um just for the fact you're going um you claim he's not racist but he called you nigger
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's not racism if i refuse to see it karen okay that's
1: okay, how a lot okay, of people, okay i'm with you i'm with you yeah and, and it's that's like how, that's
0: how america has trained okay. the new generation of people that's the number one message i've learned from over the past few years which is it's not racism if i refuse to see it that's pretty much how that's the mantra for everyone you know liberal conservative white black whatever it's like there's no racism as long as i just don't admit to it
1: and 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 don't acknowledge we're it. we're over
0: it we're over it because we're not talking about it
1: okay you know what i mean okay. we're over okay. it because I'm... i
0: refuse to acknowledge it so you can do all this shit you can talk about shooting up the school you can you know call me a nigger and make jokes about black people but hey it's just we're just it's just all friendship buddy
1: okay Um, it's still fucked up but that makes more sense now
0: another black kid caleb brown who identifies as half black with the elementary and middle school with dylan roof said uh he had begun dylan had begun to hate black people as there was no indication uh recently because there was no indication of that when they were growing up how could you claim to hate people that like like that kill all these people when you were my friend back then brown said he wanted to ask ruth this white supremacist is racist black people had to go kind of ideals were put into him when he was a kid i it wasn't something that was sitting and festering his whole life and then he just busted it's very recent that he came into this came into his mind and that type of mindset that's the only way it could have been Brown said he was Ruth's only friend of color in the South Carolina schools they attended as children. He described Ruth as a quiet boy who eventually turned into a class clown, saying that he never seemed disturbing or violent. The stuff that he got in cl- trouble for at school was always just like tiny behavioral tits, tits, don't do that type of thing, nothing violent. He would crack some jokes here and there, but really a lot of people just saw him as weird and an outcast. He added that Ruth's parents still don't, didn't instill racism into their son. And that his mother was one of the nicest ladies he ever met. The family released a statement Friday expressing their deepest sympathies and condolences to the family of the victims. Brown said he had several questions for Ruth. I want to, I would want details of when it happened. What made him get into this mindset of hate? What specifically made him hate black people? Or why at a church where there could be little kids? He allegedly confessed to the killings according to law enforcement source brief. On investigation, he had been charged with nine counts of murder and possession of a firearm during the commission of a violent crime. Though Brown claims there was absolutely no indication of him being ever being racist, when the two were younger, Ruth, Ruth's roommate Dalton Tyler uh, previously told ABC News that Ruth had been planning something like that shooting for six months. He was big into segregation and other stuff. Tyler said he said he wanted to start a civil war. He said he was going to do something like that and then kill himself so that person apparently knew what the fuck was up dalton tyler and um what's
1: amazing is that i'm not trying to funny they're not questioning none of these people they're not bringing them in they not i'm
0: right i don't even know if there's a thing for it by the way dalton tyler's a white kid yeah um newsflash black people your white friends are not always talking about that bullshit that they into around you uh, the yeah. same way that you code switch with certain people that's that also happens in white society as well yes it does you know it, it's like i was i was listening to an interview with the president today and he was saying how most people around the country are good you know which he has to say obviously he's the president it's like i've met because i know because i've met a lot of people in this country and i know that they got good hearts and stuff and i was like or they're meeting the president of the united states and they're on their best fucking behavior even if they hate you
1: right because they know secret service will blow their fucking heads off if they act a fool well that's
0: kind of the same thing for this like yeah the black people that he hangs out with he's not gonna walk up to you and say uh, you know nigger to your face uh and smack you and then threaten to kill you no but he might make a joke about nigger he might uh you know he might even hang out with you and act like it's cool but the second you leave it's like god i hate niggers Mm -hmm. and just because you weren't there to see it doesn't mean you knew him
1: right and what about the uh you a good nigger type of mentality do people not forget because they were always good niggers they were always you know the people that was like oh I'm protesting uh and you know you heard stories about uh people with their friends and schoolmates with good friends and their protest they was like oh no not you you're a good one yeah they might have thought that about your black ass too you just a good one you're just one that won't harm me You're you're a quote unquote a safe one but don't think they won't kill you if the opportunity comes if you make them mad
0: The Council of the Conservative Citizens who we talked about yesterday, an organization with white supremacist leanings, has issued a statement defending the legitimate grievances expressed by the Charleston shooting suspect, Dylan Roof. Roof made reference to the council in his manifesto saying he used the site to learn about black-on-white crime. Well, of course they did. Because it's not that, you know, they're not ashamed of that. Mm -mm. They condemned his murderous actions. Like I said, this is America. You long as they don't say we don't identify with his racist thoughts they go he's only racist because he pulled the trigger
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can think that way and act out in any other way but once you actually kill somebody then we're like well come on now that's racist you know what i mean but uh but everything else he did we can we, we definitely can you know we can agree with that
1: right because that would cause me to look at myself and my actions and realize the shit i think is fucked up
0: right um Dylan Roof had Confederate plates. Uh, here's why the oh yeah, this is an article from um, Mother Jones, which uh, goes into the history of the Confederate flag a little bit because you know we talked about this. Um, you know. Uh, the flag a symbol of the struggle by a white minority engaged in an armed insurrection to preserve its right to violently enslave the black majority has long been a divisive issue in the state and criticisms of its continued display flared up again after Wednesday's shooting it was removed from the capitol dome after massive protests in 2000 and as part of a compromise relocated to the confederate memorial but the flag's origins in Columbia are a rem- remnant of segregation not the civil war It was first flown over the Capitol in 1962 in response to the civil rights push from Washington. So when you had these people saying stuff like this is not, this is about our heritage. So why did it not get flown over the Capitol till 1962? Your heritage of the South didn't start till 1962. Mm -mm. It just happened to coincide with civil rights uh, push for African Americans. Despite the most recent incidents of racial violence, don't expect the flag to come down anytime soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When Governor Governor Nikki Haley was asked about it in a debate in 2014, uh, she argued that it was a non-issue. Well, now, you know, this is how fast shit changes, right? Kill a few people now. It's like, oh, wait a minute. She says, what I can tell you is over the last three and a half years, I've spent a lot of my days on the phones of CEOs and recruiting jobs to the state. I can honestly say I have not had one conversation with a single CEO about the Confederate flag. We found we really kind of fixed all that when you elected the first Indian American female governor, when we appointed the first African-American U.S. Senator. That sent a huge message. Yeah, you kind of fixed it. All right motherfucker
1: Right, and you talking about the CEOs who are probably predominantly white and predominantly male. Mm-hmm. Not trying to funny them same CEOs, right? Right. Okay.
0: Right. Kind of fixed it all, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, people are so proud of this, but they don't even know the, what the actual flag is represents. No, you know what I mean. It Some people now, obviously, there's a lot of people that do know what it represents, and fuck those people as well. But the you know, I think it's even worse to be so proud of something and go i actually don't know why the fuck what the history of it is
1: right and what's more insulting is like you say is that you can't tell me what to do and when you have conversations with people and you're like uh well i think they should wave it and you begin to question them when you're like why don't you wave it and they don't have a reason why fuck it because it's racist you know it and i know it come on now
0: yep uh meet the press um had a clip they played after the shooting um of the church uh, what he wanted to talk about gun violence.
8: That was President Obama Friday in the wake of the Charleston massacre on the issue of the availability of guns in America. Earlier, we heard the moving words of family members of the victims. So this morning, we wanted to take a look at American gun violence from a different perspective, from that of the person pointing the gun. We have a remarkable video to show you. NBC News producer Dan Slepian volunteered to make a video about gun violence on his own time with convicted murderers at Sing Sing. It's the infamous prison just north of New York City. The circumstances you are about to see are very different from the racist violence in Charleston. In this case, the inmates are African-American that you're going to hear from. But their lessons remain important. We simply ask you to look at this via colorblind issue that's about just simply gun violence. Dan Slepian put these folks alone in a room with a camera and asked them to do something unique. Talk to their 12-year-old selves. What would they say now that could have made them put down the gun that ended a life and landed them in prison?
7: My name is Tyrone Abraham. I'm 40 years old. I made a choice. A gun that I held in my hands. A gun when I first held one gave me a sense of power. It made me feel strong. It made me feel like I was invincible.
0: You could be the bad thing that happens to somebody. Think about that, right? There could be a family. There's a child and and, and a father and there's a mother and there's a family. They come here from Africa to build a better life. And they say to themselves, if I'm careful, if I'm careful, then I can reach this good thing as long as nothing bad happens. And then I happen to him. You want to be the bad? You want to be the bad?
7: When I was 17, one of my friends suggested to me, why don't you carry a gun? You need this. So I took up a gun. I held it. And then this gun became my security. The
9: bullets shot into the crowd were real last night at a premiere of the movie,
10: Godfather 3.
7: I entered a movie theater with a group of friends. Then another group of teens came in, yelling. Pretty soon the argument erupted between my group and that group. One of them pulled out a gun and fired it. I returned fire.
8: Police rushed in to find four innocent victims wounded in the crossfire, two of them teenagers, including Tremaine Hall.
7: I didn't think I was going to hit anybody, but I did it anyway. A little boy was shot.
0: Notice uh, anything yet, Kerr? Nothing odd? stick it out to you about this thing? Okay. I'll keep playing it. As far as, <laughs> as far as all these niggas are black. Didn't they say they was going to interview everybody that was black? But but No, my, no they didn't say they were going to interview everybody that was black. They said in the wake of the Charleston shooting, they wanted to talk about gun violence from the perspective of people that had pulled the trigger.
1: Okay, you need to be more diverse then. Mhm. Okay. But at the beginning he said everybody going to be black.
0: Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear him say that part. But, um... Why the fuck, then? Why run the part? Then? Why run the story, then? this is not very appropriate in the wake of what happened.
1: No, it's not.
0: You know, all the mass shootings from white people, uh, from white men over the last however long, and you can't even get one.
8: David, you write a lot about character and culture in general, and it's usually oh, the no moment always probably, when probably, you do...
1: Probably, probably. Okay. I just not thought about what the fuck you said. Fuck you! Everybody should have been white. Yeah, be- be- because it was a white man who went to a black church. But this whole interview was black people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I just put two and two together. Yeah, fuck you! Everybody should have been white because if this was for the shooting, you need you-, you you needed to keep it real when with this to make them all white or either mix the people up
0: yeah the tangential relationship that he had to the shooting was completely offset by the fact that we're gonna go talk to all black people about why they regret shooting someone in the wake of a tragedy about racism and hatred from a white man shooting non-innocent black people right sorry not you don't get to run this piece i don't give a fuck how hard you worked on it but save it for another week
1: yeah because this, this is not the time and and it's not to say that it's not a time and a place for this mm-hmm. but this particular time and for that particular um video was not right because you're going to talk about shooting at people getting shot black people getting shot now black people committing crimes black people getting shot
8: passed around things it we can't. Ha- the political conversation is one conversation on guns. This is a different way to have it.
6: First, thanks for coming to me. First, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. That was powerful. Um, you know, I think what come, comes out of it, you got a lot. So many young men who feel um, psychologically weak, and then the gun is the source of power. It's all they got. They don't, in some cases, don't have education. Oh, so pauses,
1: pauses, yeah. And also, I'm tired. I'm tired of when shit happens to us instead of you addressing the issue. You go around and march other black people out there. Like, we are the fucking pro- we're not the problem here. No, no black person pulled the trigger.
0: Right. Psychologically weak. Uh, talk right. about that, that black pathology, Karen. And and and
1: and, 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 for me, for me personally, like, this is the bullshit journalism that makes you mad because you go, somebody else could have did this and did a better job of it. So basically, you did the, the black on black crime. Mm-hmm. So you derailing the entire conversation about a white racist 21 year old man who went into an AME Zion church and shot it up. You are derailing the whole goddamn conversation and it's gonna be about these niggas pulling triggers. Mm-hmm. And there's no, honestly, honestly, it's one of the things where you want me to feel empathy and sympathy for a group of men, which, which, which I completely understand that but this is not the context that you need to do this in. Why didn't you go find the neo-Nazis in there? Why didn't you go find the KKK members in there that have been arrested? Why didn't you go find these people and ask them to talk to their 12-year-old self and say, what could I have did to not to not become a racist? What could I have did to not go and kill and shoot and all this stuff to black people? If you really wanted to make this story be powerful and really to want to make this story mean something, but you're not going to do that because the majority of your audience is white and they wouldn't want to turn to that, but they will turn to you putting something forward to make black people look like they ain't shit. And that's exactly what this whole thing is to me.
6: I've done a privilege, and then the gun becomes the power source. We even saw this in this Charleston kid's the photo of him with the guns. Mm-hmm. It, it has this psychological effect, the gun is my thing. The gun is my... When end that
8: end. one man described the security he felt holding
6: it. Yeah, and so that, that's a powerful look at inside the mind of how the gun becomes this psychological totem, this thing of who I am. And it's almost as if using the gun is going to be the thing... That's going to be my expression of of how I make a difference in the world, and that is that is a distorting cultural effect of just the physical presence of a gun in the in the hands of someone who feels he has nothing else.
8: I mean, Gene, it does seem you're not going to the mindset. You're not going to changing a law, passing a law isn't going to change. The
11: <coughs> no, pass well, but. Um, passing the right law, passing a law that we're at, frankly not going to pass, would take a lot of guns out of circulation, would make the gun not the normal thing right. one reaches for when one wants to to aggrandize one's self-esteem. Right. Um, I, you know, one, I thought that was a very powerful piece, um, one, one uh, small thing I would mention, because um, uh, I haven't seen the whole piece, is um, it, it wasn't a terribly diverse set. Of, of people who were talking, yeah. you know, right now we're talking about a, a horrific crime committed right. by a white, a white man. man. We're That's talking right. about the escape for the, the, the search for two escaped murderers, our white, white men. That's right. So we should we should Absolutely. point out that that this is not just an African American problem. No,
8: no, 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 and it wasn't intended mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to to be that way. But,
1: but then why did, why is that all that you showed?
8: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and, and 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 it's just one of the things where to me I become I'm I'm, I'm very particular about when it comes to certain things about diversity you had nobody <laughs> you had no diversity in the people that made this decision to put this article out that this man made and go i, I okay you can have the brothers in there if that's what you want to do but 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 these people need to be more diverse across the board if you wanted to really make a point and the thing is it's almost flawed and debunked because like i say it's about what the what about back on black crime it's about what about the gun laws it's about other shit besides the point that black people got killed over racism and i'm sick and tired of when shit happened to us all of a sudden everything becomes about everything but the issue
0: all right let's examine the black people uh he put he put out a statement after the video aired we've got a lot of a lot of feedback about the the gun violence we showed on meet the press today some were upset it only featured African American men talking about their regrets of pulling the trigger. All of the men in the piece volunteered to be a part of the video of the larger project is a part of. But the last thing we wanted was a cloud to cloud the discussion of the topic. The original decision to air this segment was made before Wednesday's massacre. However, the staff and I had an internal debate about whether to show it all this week. When we discussed putting it off, that conversation centered around race and perception, not the conversation we wanted the segment to evoke. We decided against the the statement because we wanted to show multiple sides of what gun violence does in this country. Sound like they said, "Hey, we already put in all of work for the week. We we're yeah. not going to do any more." Right. We thought the issue of gun violence in our culture and society was an important conversation to continue, too important to put off for another week. The consequence of gun violence should not be hidden. As I say to all audiences, meet the pressure that make all viewers uncomfortable at some point, or we're not doing our job. Oh, we're not uncomfortable non-innocent people getting shot in the church made me uncomfortable i was uncomfortable on wednesday i'm pissed monday right like we're, we're past uncomfortable we're past We're at fuck you you know what i mean like it's not uncomfortable i'm sorry the, my like is that the uh the goal of your tv show to make me uncomfortable because that's also what happens when you you know do something fucked up you know you get uncomfortable when hey we didn't mean to have salmonella in your chicken just thought you should be uncomfortable right bit.
1: and the thing about it is that honestly the people that you need to make uncomfortable you didn't make uncomfortable because you know you didn't mind making black people feel uncomfortable right white people
0: don't feel uncomfortable about this they feel like right. com- a lot of the kind of person that doesn't want to talk about the racism uh involved in this tragedy feels completely comforted by what you did mm-hmm. i hope folks view the gun video as a part of conversation we should all be having and not The totality of it um so yeah um that was a statement released so so
1: that explains why people was very upset with him on my timeline because like i said i don't watch a lot of these shows so i don't care he
0: shot a new introduction for the video for meet the press later later airings but the controversy kept growing uh if he had apologized yesterday the story would have not gotten so big corporate media has adopted the republican party's mantra of never apologize for anything yep that's why allies can be just as fucking dangerous as enemies, in my opinion. Yes, they can. It was clear that Todd and to Meet the Press made the wrong decision to air this particular video at a time when the nation's still hurting. It should never taken a day and the outraged public to squeeze an apology from Chuck Todd. Yeah, because he tweeted today uh Leroy H- Horton said to Soldadale O'Brien, Chuck Todd, and Meet the Press, the privilege of not having to be aware of your own skin and color. And then he replied, We've heard you. We clearly got it wrong, and we are sorry.
1: Yeah, and, and at the end... So th- he
0: apologized today after trying to spin this bitch yesterday.
1: Right, right, and the thing about it is that uh, it's very insulting. You should have not aired it, period. Uh, but, you know, when you have things like the Columbine shooting, you don't see people airing bullshit like this about uh, white-on-white crime. You don't see... you. I mean, just keeping it real, you, you mm-hmm. don't see it. So it's very, very insulting... Uh, to that and the thing about it is that since we're 13th in the population you really don't give a fuck about making us feel uncomfortable
0: obama did what the fuck podcast with mark maron
1: yes i heard
0: i heard some of it already i'm not i haven't got to the part that everybody's talking about just yet but i've heard the clip finished um but uh he basically made a point that the flying of the confederate flag has been making my whole life which is that just because you don't call somebody a nigger doesn't mean it isn't, that racism doesn't exist. He said it's not enough to just feel bad about the country's mass shooting pro- uh, problem. Um, the episode was taped Friday as the cops are still coming through the wreckage of the Charleston church shooting. Uh, he reiterated several points that he made in his speech on Thursday. So I think the part of, of the point that I wanted to make was that it's not enough to just feel bad. There are actions that could be taken to make events like this less likely. And one of those actions we could take would be to enhance some basic common sense gun safety laws. That by the way, the majority of gun owners support. This is unique to our country. There's no other advanced nation on the earth that tolerates multiple shootings on a regular basis, and considers it normal. Right. And to some degree, that's what happened in this country. It's become something that we expect. hmm. Um Part of the problem is the power that the NRA has Must legislators, he said. Unfortunately, the grip of the NRA on Congress is extremely strong. I don't foresee any legislative action being taken in this Congress. The president also talked about the state of racism during an hour-long interview, telling Marin that racism exists regardless of whether people are outwardly discriminatory correct the legacy of slavery jim crow discrimination in almost every institution of our lives you know that cast a long shadow and that's still part of our dna that's passed on we are not cured of it racism we are not cured of it and it's not just a matter of it not being polite to say nigger in public that's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not it's not just a matter of overt discrimination societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened 200 to 300 years prior um so yeah uh apparently he said it just like that in that context and america lost his goddamn motherfucking mind because the president said the n-word you, know
1: what you mean white people
0: oh yeah i'm, I'm sorry oh, oh i'm white about people. to say
1: right yeah cause. well i mean i'm
0: sure there's some black people that go on fox news that probably lost their mind too but uh yeah uh, apparently everybody lost their mind this became the only part of the interview worth talking about um, I'll just say. If it wouldn't,
1: this, they'd have found something President else Obama. to be angry about. So yeah. it wouldn't but have mattered.
5: Old statements about racism on a radio show, and he uses what some consider offensive language to do so. What do his statements mean to Charleston and to the debate over the Confederate flag? Let's talk about all of this with Bakari Sellers. He's a former South Carolina state representative and attorney. Mr. Sellers, thanks for being here. I- I-
6: Thank you for having me, Allison.
5: I want to get right to the president's interview. This was just released. He sat down for a radio interview with Mark Marin on his radio show. And it's notable for several reasons. First, he speaks very candidly about racism. And he uses the N-word to do so. So listen to this.
9: Racism. Racism. We are not cured of. Clearly. Uh, and, and and it's not just a matter of... Uh, It not being polite to say nigger in public, that's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's not just a matter of overt discrimination. We have societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened two to three hundred years prior.
2: What do you what are your thoughts on what he says there?
6: Well, I thought the president was correct. Um, He didn't mince terms. Um, We are talking about racism being more than just the passive use of a derogatory term. Uh, We're talking about institutional and systemic racism. Um, And and I think that people fail to realize the the shadow, the long shadow, that slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, and oppression have in this country.
0: Um, Here's the thing, too. Uh, It started the debate about should people even be able to use the N-word, specifically black people. 'Cause America's just not tired of this debate yet. And more importantly, until black people say, We will no longer say nigga
1: Which ain't happening to each to other as a term
0: of endearment, Mm-mm. black white people are going to always be upset with us. As if that is the reason for racism. Pierce Morgan, known jackass, went on Twitter and said, What would I do if white people use the N word, jail them? You know. He said a lot of shit about um you know, uh, no one should be using the N-word. That was his stance earlier. He's uh, People were saying that the president uh, <laughs> disgraced the office of president by saying the N-word. Uh, the president is the first person to ever say nigger in the office as president. Um, to ever say nigger in his pres- capacity as president, that wasn't saying it in a racist way.
2: Ain't that the truth?
0: Because he ain't the first, motherfuckers. You know what i mean we know nixon said it we know lb L, lbj said it we know uh you think andrew jackson wasn't saying that shit get the fuck out of here like he's the first one to ever say nigger and 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 mean it in a, in a way to provoke to promote equality you know i made a joke on twitter i said i don't care if he would have said it the wrong way i still support him because i'm an obama stan mm-hmm. and some girl retweeted that was like this is our problem i was like you don't even know me that was a fucking joke for one but two shut up you know what i mean you always gotta police black people that support black shit oh see this is what the problem is that's the problem systematic racism happened. Ah. Motherfuckers shooting up a church and that's the goddamn problem twitter woman shut the fuck up anyway um yeah so Piers morgan said that and of course white people got very upset with him because mm-hmm. how dare he say something bad shit there should be a consequence to white people for saying nigger. the consequence should happen to black people you know that, that's what the real problem is um but yeah he was you know on he was on one as he's known to do you know
1: yes and, and something i can say and maybe because we podcast podcasting has become so big that he got him on his show like that
0: they- uh, took my point I, knew I was gonna say that yeah me too go ahead oh, i'm sorry You go ahead i'm sorry nah that, that's what i said earlier when we was at lunch like mm-hmm. yeah he like this i'm more mad that mark Marin got to get that's such a i'm more jealous of him
2: <laughs>
0: i mean in the the format of podcasting lends itself to moments like this and you can't get this on terrestrial radio no you can't you'll never get this on serious because uh, serious is a bastion for conservative typically offensive comedy like hey let's make jokes about black people let's make jokes about like yeah. do, 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 do. mark maron is a independent liberal thinking person that records a worldwide podcast out of his fucking garage
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know that is like this legitimizes podcasts to an extent millions of obviously a week yeah obviously doesn't finish you know doesn't it's not gonna take over for radio tomorrow mm-hmm. but it, it's still this thing where it's like as a format the fact that the president feels comfortable saying nigger on this podcast that he would have never said this anywhere else Mm-mm. it matters
2: mm-hmm. because
0: that's the benefit when we do interviews with certain people it's like we get certain things out of them because podcasting is a more intimate format it is you know there's the rules aren't the same the fcc is not going to come in and find us and 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 do something to us because the president said the n-word on our show um right
1: and also i think for the first time ever people want to hit an interview guess what they had to do they had to find out what the fuck a podcast was so you're gonna have a lot of people being introduced to the genre for the very first time
0: yeah and maybe they'll come and stay. Right you know but uh, i just thought that was real dope man um uh good for podcasting good for everybody involved in podcasting Mm -hmm. um no
1: matter who you are
0: it's a huge milestone in my opinion to even get the president on one and then for him to give a very raw open interview like that is so smooth so cool president's just a rock star man i love that dude i'm really gonna miss him when he's out of office Mm
1: -hmm. oh me too me too me too and it's gonna be interesting the same a lot of the same uh, people that constantly complain about everything he do like he never does anything right. Not to say he can't be critiqued, but some people complain like he never does anything right. It's going to be interesting what you see when issues about us come up and nobody gets a fuck.
0: Elizabeth Hasselback worries Obama will use the N-word in a speech to the joint session of Congress.
1: Bitch, get out of here.
0: Mm-hmm. Fox and Friends, you know. They act like he said what's up my nigga right he was using it in a context All right um so you know obviously the president's quote and then uh it says i didn't say
1: people that was scared he was gonna have fried chicken and 40s on the white house what the fuck is wrong with people
0: yeah i don't even want to play that segment but yeah just matter of fact i'm not even gonna play that segment Mm-mm. just know that that happened all that, right she yeah. said that stupid shit okay guys Yeah,
1: we can keep that moving yeah yeah don't, don't, yeah don't waste the time Mm-mm. another
0: fox guest called him the rapper in chief and accused him of gutter speak for using the n-word in the discussion on racism
1: always oh, gutter speak now but when yeah. racist people use it it's not gutter speak
0: and she was black too so that's yeah. awesome
1: yeah well white folks me white folks i was marching marching a black person in front of me don't mean that that can't be as wrong and a racist as you
0: but it makes white people feel that it's not that's all they care about you know what i mean oops hold on did i turn the volume down by accident i did all right yeah it makes white people feel that it's not racist and that's really what they care about fox news is just catering to a certain type of white person and it's like, oh, cool. We can watch a black person out on this and they'll go, oh, I'm not racist because a black person has
9: a lot of people talking. President Obama making blunt remarks about our country's complex history with race too blunt or not. Basel Schmeichel, Jr., president and founder of Basel Schmeichel Associates and contributor for The Hill and Deneen Borelli, chief political. Oh, wow.
0: They went double black. Woo. <laughs> This is an emergency. They normally don't go to the double black male and a female mm-hmm.
9: correspondent for the conservative review and a Fox News contributor. And good morning to both of you. Morning, touchy, Phil. touchy, touchy deal here. Um, was it necessary?
12: <laughs> we're talking about the President of the United States using the N-word bill. Uh, he has really dragged in the gutter speak of rap music. So now he's the first President of rap, of street. I mean, come on. Uh, he- You know she didn't even listen to- I, I swear, I swear these are
0: actors, right? I've convinced- well, because you, Like You, you the didn't more, even listen to what he said. Yeah, I know my dad said it. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. I'm convinced now that they just get a script Mm -hmm. like that that maybe these are like two like if we looked into her history we'll actually find out she's an improv Improv. actress Mm -hmm. and she's just going out the cuff it's lowered the stature of the high yeah they
1: they gonna look and you know she did a beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. you
0: know she did
1: snow white
0: yes and she just yes and did all this shit so what do you think is racism wrong well uh i would say that racism is right john okay it's okay as long as it's white people being racist to black people that's the that's the real thing
12: office of the President of the United States. And the question is, why did he do this? Mm -hmm. Did you you see all of the people coming together in the streets of Charleston, South Carolina, Mm -hmm. black, white, and otherwise, coming together, praying, supporting each other, and here you have the President make this insane, crazy comment of of using the N-word to really distract. This is all a distraction, grand distraction, to take away from the people uniting, and then the President and chief the rapper in chief now is further dividing our country i found it i find it outrageous
0: sounds like every sounds like every racist person on facebook
12: right yes like
0: they make you they make people like you i think fox news just has a teleprompter of comments off of fox news's website and then they force the black people to read them and like they have their families at gunpoint in the back behind in the green room So now you go out there and get the dancing boy. (laughs) Well, you know, the president must think that he is Richard Pryor making (laughs) N-word jokes all over the place. (laughs) Right. He was talking about his niggas and his bitches. He's I heard him say it. Uh, please let my family go the bull or not I,
8: it's acceptable because he's making the point that you shouldn't use the word i mean let's let's make sure to put this in context he was talking about hate he was talking about uh the 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 history of this country and it's uh the 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 racism that existed here and in making that point if it's if it's cringeworthy to hear it then clearly he's he's the point is hitting home that you shouldn't say it no matter who you are let me, and let me way, let
0: by the way another example only black people allowed to talk about nigga on tv are niggas who don't say nigga
2: is that amazing
0: we are batting like um like the, i think will bond is the only main like black personality i've ever seen allowed to go on tv and say yes i said and no i won't be stopping and hey, y'all just gonna have to deal yeah He's the only one everybody else either doesn't talk about it like they probably say it but they don't talk about it because they don't want no problems right or they have to go no one should say that word
1: right because he's old and black and been around for a very long time he was like
0: what the fuck are y'all gonna do yeah
1: i also don't want to
0: indict rap music on that issue uh, because it's it's not endemic to the rap rap music oh now he's cutting this guy off you notice that like the other woman the woman was just like uninformed saying hot takes out the box this guy comes in going well okay here's what really happened whoa 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 now let me stop you right there let me stop you right there okay you listen to it yeah, yeah, <laughs> boy! What did I tell you about
9: reading,
2: right?
9: <laughs> More context on this. Just, just go back to his statement, okay? It's not just a matter of it not being polite to say the N-word in public. Polite, respectful, correct, proper. I mean, as a white American my entire life i know that that is an electric word sure and, and you stay away from it if you're 30 years and under you've been listening to rap music white or black for 10 or 15 years it's, it's not just rap. And, it's, and if you're not. over that age it's like wow this is something that we thought was entirely off limits and now
0: you have the president there, using it. there's Please a
8: school go. of th- there's a school of thought that says if you twist the word and embrace it in a way that it takes the negative aspect out.
0: and of course they had to get into rap music and black people using the n-word because they could not have this conversation about white people and white racism it immediately had to go to what about the niggas that say it what about mm-hmm. black on black line huh? mm-hmm. yeah
2: all mm-hmm.
0: right um we can either ball alert or we can either guess the race but we can't do both karen we'll have time what do you want to do mm-hmm.
1: let's ask some from y'all want to do ball alert against the race
0: all right i will play some music while you field the,
2: uh, answers. Guess, guess the
0: races. Guess the race. All right. Oh, we'll go to Guess the Race then. Let's get to, uh, to my playlist here. Um. Now that it's time for some guess the race That's right, it's guess the race time Now that it's time for some guess the race That's right, it's guess the race time That's right, it's time for guess the race The number one game show going across all the podcast land We read and play news articles from all over the globe And we ask our contestants today, the chat room To guess the race and the chat room is racist. They are very, very racist. Um, Let me also say a hundred.
1: Oh yeah, everybody got a hundred. <laughs> Fuck all y'all, a hundred.
0: A hundred for everything. Everybody for everything. Um, All right, here's our first story: Randy Jansen Facebook post: an apparent confession of killing his wife, daughter, and sister.
1: Well, goddamn.
0: Oh. Uh, Oh, let's see if I can play this one. This is crazy. I wonder how many lights he got.
3: Two crime scenes, shootings, a fire, and four people believed dead. That's the toll of a terrible tragedy involving a family in the Vancouver area. And in a shocking twist, a Facebook post may have revealed key details of the crime. Greg Rasmussen has the story.
10: Behind this police tape are some of the answers to a family tragedy that's believed to have ended with the death of a young woman, her mother and aunt. Deaths written about online before the police were notified. Emily Jansen was a gifted 19-year-old musician. Her family lived in this lush residential area of big houses set on large rural properties. Overnight, neighbours described chaos as police stormed a house owned by Emily's father, Randy Jansen.
12: It was a war zone here. There was a fire coming from the living room area. And it engulfed the house within minutes. It's believed that several members of one family, including the suspect, are deceased.
10: Police aren't naming the victims, only saying this house and a second a half hour away, home to Jansen's sister, are the focus of a murder investigation.
12: Langley RCMP received information obtained through social media that indicated an Agassiz man had harmed his family members.
10: Police won't confirm the connection, and there's no proof he wrote it, but this post on Jansen's Facebook page has graphic and chilling details. He describes his daughter Emily and her increasingly difficult struggle with migraine headaches, but then, shockingly, this. I took a gun and shot her in the head, and now she's migraine-free. The Post says events unfolded over 10 days and that after killing his daughter, he shot his wife, Laurel, because a mother should never have heard the news her baby has died. And then the Post says two days later, he shot his sister, Shelley. I did not want her to have to live with this shame. Today in the neighborhood, shock.
5: I just thought it was crazy bizarre that uh, a dad would actually write that after all this had transpired.
10: Raymond Norfolk worked for the last eight years with Randy Jansen at a sawmill. He was an awesome guy. Never did nothing wrong to his daughter, that's for sure. He says Jansen often talked about the struggles his daughter was having with migraines and how they had trouble getting help from the medical system. They kept getting turned away, so he just kept on getting worse and worse and worse, and then that was it. But he says he never suspected it could come to this. Greg Rasmussen, CBC News, Vancouver.
0: All right, so, guess the race of Randy Jansen, family killer. All the women, too. A lot, a lot of men go on this violence in their family, and it's always the women that kill these women.
1: Yeah, you rarely hear about women that go on a rampage and
0: shoot all the men. Oh, yeah. I wonder what a video of him uh, regret did on the MSNBC will be.
1: He got a manifesto.
0: Killed his family, but, but no, I'm talking about that video they have all the black dudes uh killed his family but oh. felt better after watching meet the press whiter than dylan rue's black friends <laughs> whiter than a fox news company picnic randy shot everybody but the dog white forgot ah. forgot to log in his troll account white must have had mental health issues white canadian ramsey white facebook not twitter white former <laughs> Roo, former rulers of Rhodesia. white married white man whiter than the Dolazov family reunion before rachel shows up with peach cobbler uh I, I, I took so. care of it. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, white Confederate flag supporter, the correct answer is everyone got it white. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he was white by the sympathy everybody had for him. He got, and he got a
1: lot of it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and uh, for some reason the picture doesn't want to show up. Let me see if I can. Uh, huh. I don't know why that picture doesn't want to show up, everybody. Um, let me see if, uh, anyway, he was white. He was, a, click on that link at the top if you want to see it, but, yep, he was white, killed his whole family. Um, let's talk about another father of the year. Happy Father's Day to everybody, by the way. You know, out there. Day, day after Father's Day, happy stepfather's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Danny had to say that at midnight. Um, father guilty of murder for throwing daughter off a cliff. There we go. Oh. After two mistrials, a jury Wednesday convicted a Los Angeles man of premeditated work murder for throwing his four-year-old daughter off a cliff to avoid paying child support.
1: Oh, who is this? Dennis? He just didn't want to burn her.
0: <laughs> Cameron Brown, fifty-three, claimed the girl, Lauren Serene Key, had tripped as she was as she played at Inspiration Point. I guess he got the inspiration to kill her there. Okay, but fine. the prosecution showed that her injuries did not indicate an accidental fall. Two previous juries in 2006-2009 deadlocked on whether to convict the former airline baggage handler of manslaughter or murder. Uh, Brown, who has been in jail since 2003 uh, when he got arrested, showed no emotion at the verdict. When it was read, the girl's mother cried. But when the judge asked about a date for sentencing, Brown blurted out, Judge, I'm innocent. I have no comment. Well, that is a comment. Ah. Deputy District Attorney Craig Holmes told jurors Brown wanted Keemeyer's to get an abortion and she tried to get the british national de- well She and then he tried to get her deported <clears throat> he had been paying one thousand dollars in monthly child support so he killed her for twelve thousand dollars a year wow that's what it comes down to he didn't want to pay twelve thousand dollars a year so killed his daughter the primary reason for killing lauren was to get back and serve for revenge he said in his closing argument uh defense attorney aaron law painted his client as simply a bad father That suggested that he only be convicted of manslaughter. Isn't that bad when that's your defense? No, no, your honor. It's not that he wanted to kill the girl. He's just so bad at being a dad that he killed her. Like he just is just, he is like, if I was giving out letter grades, like he would not pass the dad test. He would get an F. I think it's all safe to say here guys, he gets a solid D, D minus at dad of the year. Ah the father who had this duty to hold her hand or hold her didn't do it lob said honestly i have a hard time seeing a not guilty i'm looking for what is justice anyway guess the race everybody in the chat room uh black guys know how know not to be present in the kid's life from jump says ac damn white because a black man would have just left this is sparta fake ass king leonidas says lex white because inspiration point comes straight from happy days white folks love the 1950s ugh black says AJ 3000 Slits smile lick a bull drink a black says EVE and black says Sparger the correct answer is he was white <laughs> some of you guys got it wrong how could you possibly have missed that one guys it seems so easy to me um i mean he had two hung juries that's only a white man could get that <coughs> three times to get him for an obvious crime anyway uh, i mean unless he was an nba player or something uh anyway uh uh-huh. let's go to the bonus round double the points and- double the points and the race that's right bonus round against the race everyone's all over the place but it's double the points double the race. let's go all right let's see where you guys are at frederick maryland a jail's body scanner was able to detect that a woman had concealed heroin in her vagina oh Hmm. not not snack not snatch smack it's the worst kind oh they uh, say that 23-year-old Brittany Ann Sapp, Sapp of Hagerstown was pulled over at traffic for a traffic violation uh, last Saturday. A canine unit alerted to the odor of the narcotic during the scan of her car. A search revealed a suspected heroin inside, and Sapp was arrested. Sapp was taken to the Frederick County Adult Detention Center Central Booking Unit for processing, and that's when a body scanner revealed inconsistencies. And officers later found that she had transported a baggie of approximately 1.7 grams of heroin and her sweetest for JJ.
2: <laughs>
0: Sap is charged with possession of controlled dangerous substance and possession of contraband in a place of confinement. Guess the race. Chat Rizzy. Um man, she had that, that stuff up in there, huh? Uh white girl moving that white girl says Lex. <laughs> that pussy Aww. will get you hooked white she really did have that sunshine white things dylan ralph is the things dylan ralph is the real victim white i'm in love with the cocoa white sap cat white the correct answer is white she was a white lady Man, once you get to the vagina level of drugs, like, you gotta, you gotta be like a drug problem. Like, that is not yeah, where you start with that.
1: I, I, I hope not.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot
1: of stuff that, you know, a lot of activity that happens in there naturally. Don't, you know, don't drill, throw your pH balance out, all kinds of foolishness.
0: An Arkansas pastor's wife turned him in after finding tens of thousands of child porn files.
1: Oh my.
0: An Arkansas youth pastor, oh, of course. Of course, youth pastor is facing child pornography charges after his wife reportedly found images of underage girls on his computer and turned them over to the police. According to KIT, an affidavit filed on Jonesboro District Court on Wednesday alleged that the 39-year-old First Assembly of God Pastor Tony Waller had tens of thousands of photos of videos of nude or scantily clad pubescent girls on a laptop that he shared with his wife, Angela. He shared it with his wife. While his wife told the text she was searching for a file when she came across a folder that she did not recognize right she's like why is the computer moving so slow and what the hell is this r kelly folder what, is yeah, this? what
1: the hell is why is taxes a folder all by itself with a right. lock across it and a password protected
0: mm-hmm. uh it sound like he didn't even do that so he just had it somewhere like you know he thought she was never gonna go definitely a folder marked definitely not child porn Ah, the photo contained
1: <laughs> did it had did it had do not open
0: yeah definitely not child porn please keep looking somewhere else the photo contained thousands of images of pre girls either completely nude or scantily clad uh when he was confronted by his wife he said he admitted having a child pornography addiction for more than 20 years oh. the laptop and two hard drives are turned over to police
1: yeah you know what? wow
0: now that woman stuck with i like that she said, "Fuck that shit, dog."
1: And the biggest reason why is because I don't want to be charged. Also, because you, right, because it was a shared computer.
0: Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to become part of it. Right, and you know, you let him pass, and then next thing you know, it's in another computer. It's coming back. He just hides it better next time. You know, who knows where he got the images, right? right. And next thing you
1: know, they charging your ass too.
0: And he's a youth pastor, so come on, come on, he around children. Yeah, these could be people you know. Uh um so right was, so
1: now you got to do a whole investigation probably whatever church you went to they probably got now go interview all those children mm-hmm. to guarantee they have and find children that participated uh well probably in the past
0: yeah waller was fired after the allegations he had worked for the church since 1999 giving them access to many 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 victims right possibly first of all to the best of our understanding the allegations against mr waller don't involve anything from with our church as far as we know said uh pastor matt smith i encourage the church to handle this with three prongs of love focus on loving each other as a church family show tremendous of love to his family and continue to love him Mm. forgiveness is divine uh waller was released on $2,500 bail guess the race of mr what is his first name tony waller tony let's see what the chat room believes his wife found it in his duggar drop box folder white his Ah. last his last name used to be duggar white all of those 19 kids and counting marathons on the tivo were the last straw white duggar's old pastor white suffering some of the little children to come unto me says hc come and spell the way that it shouldn't be white whiter than dick cheese white redneck duggar supporter white the correct answer is white All right, last thing. Time for sword ratchetness. (coughs) And he's dead. Alleged teen sword killer appears for Grand's murder. A teenager who allegedly killed his grandmother with a sword made a brief appearance in the Woodport magistrate's court. Uh, Dressed in a gray and black t-shirt, the brown-haired 16-year-old was informed his case was postponed to March 11th. He may not be named as he is a minor. His father walked to the front of the court and stood beside him as the proceedings began on Wednesday. The boy hardly made any eye contact with his father or the court gallery. He quickly made his way down the court stairs when proceedings uh adjourned without saying anything to his father speaking outside the court his lawyer ideal lambat explained that the postponement was due to them still awaiting an opening at the psychiatric hospital the state had agreed to the defense's request that the team be sent for mental observation the boy allegedly killed his grandmother in december last year the motive for the attack was unknown he remains in custody you killed your goddamn grandmama your own grandmama right what's wrong with you man what's wrong with you is you're on the sword and you shouldn't be allowed to all right man we'll be back (laughs) tomorrow and we appreciate everybody for listening hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day Mm -hmm. uh my man al sharp tongue on twitter we almost made it to two minutes and 30 two hours and 30 minutes like you asked uh so you know total coincidence but you're welcome uh and uh until tomorrow when we get to talk about regular news shit as long as no more crazy racist stuff happens the president don't say bitch tomorrow or something we'll be okay Ah! everybody keep your fingers crossed yeah as long as he don't talk about them hoes ain't loyal no more white people shoot up stuff and then we have to discover the pathology of the black community okay guys we keep your fingers crossed and we might
2: be able to make it so until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby